Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? This is State of My Sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the State of My Sports. That's right, this is State of My Sports, and this is episode 154. We, had, we will have our hops flight segment where we're going to talk about Miggy's 3,000th hit, some NCAA rule changes, and more. We will then dive into the NFL draft, uh, which is this Thursday at 8 o'clock. We'll discuss the draft from the Lions standpoint. We're going to answer some questions um, and also have our mock draft mania where we read a bunch of different mock drafts for the Lions and give our live reaction if that's the way it happens to unfold. We did it last year, and I thought it was fun. I don't know if you guys had fun doing it, but I did. So that's why we're redoing it, and you guys really don't. Yeah, I don't remember last year. We were actually, so <laughs> this time last year we were at Second String Leather ago. Company, which <laughs> I haven't told you guys yet, but we're supposed to be there next week. So I didn't oh, tell you guys hey. that yet, but <laughs> we're going to be there next week, Supplies. Tuesday. So the week after the draft instead of the week prior to the draft, we'll talk about that off air. I don't know why I, f- I keep forgetting to bring that up. Um, okay. okay. But anyways, well, that's, been brought up. that's happening. I, I think so. Let me double check my text with Fuzzy and make sure that that's the way it's going. Um, we are going to review some draft, or so we're going to review some draft odds in our betting hero segment, and of course we will grade some Michigan beer from the great state of Michigan. Basically, is where we're at. How you doing? I'm all right, man. You good? I, I am, and I just just I realized that I didn't talk to you guys about this. Now I feel really bad. And I'm worried about this because it week? might be not good. You, Is that what's going on? You got a lot like, going on in your head good? right now. Anyways. You got bets going on. I got, got a lot of bets going on. You got beer. We already won a bet. So, yeah, we'll get we'll, I don't know. <laughs> if you're joining this live, let me finish this, then we can get into <laughs> what we're going to talk about. Can uh, we do that, John? Let's finish this so we can finish can I, can later. I, all right. John says just finish up. He actually gave me the finger and said move on. He, he told did. you you were number one. <laughs> he did. I didn't know I was that good. If you're joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, please let us know in the comments. Be part of the conversation. We want to know what you guys are thinking. We we give great opinions, but I think your guys' opinions matter matter too sometimes. We'll get into that in a bit. And other times, <laughs> eh, not so much. <laughs> we'll get into some comments here soon. But yeah, be part of the conversation. Um, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors to help keep these things rolling and free for our listeners to Hops Brewing Company Cafe, Fish Brewery State of My Sports, Mac Web Design helped us get our website up and running, and Betting Hero helps us and you get the best promotions available. In the sports betting world, I'm Sam Walthart. With me today, we got Ryan Walthart. Hello. Micah Smith. What's up? John Dornboss, working behind the scenes. Is your mic on, John? It's on. It's it live. Is. These beers are uh, awfully foamy. Yeah. Are they spoiled? Did, did we get like last year's batch or something? Like, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm wondering. I only poured half the can. <laughs> smell it first. <laughs> really? Smell it first. I can smell it. I can smell it from here. For our listeners, look at this. That's a terrible pour, John. Oh. Micah's was just Whoa. as bad, though. Micah's was Whoa, so I, overflowing. I had the glass. You still have some foam here on the, yeah, I had the, the gla- beautiful the tablecloth. And the can sideways. Like, yeah. It shouldn't be like this. I think we. The sp- foam's weird on top here. Yeah, like that almost is like chunky. It, looks, it smells funky. 
Don't do that. Don't do that. What are you doing? <laughs> I think that's what he's like. Oh, no, he's got a brown bag on him. Never mind. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> the man's drunk. Look at him go. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. What, I mean, what we're drinking today, this is... I, so I found a Lions-themed beer. I think we've actually drank this before. Some of us have, but I don't know. We'll, we'll get into that when we get into our sure. beer introductions, though, but... All right, let's get right into our flight segment and get this thing back on the on the rails here. Yeah. This is a podcast, right? Should Way we restart? off the rails. Should we restart? I think we could just keep talking for a while. Keep Pe- on going. Yeah, people like that usually. Yeah. All right. Nonsense. <laughs> well, I mean, really, uh. the, 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 the flight segment is going to start off with, with Miggy. This is John's topic, right? Oh, I was going to change it to uh, next week's uh, live broadcast <laughs> on remote somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to discuss that now? Seems, <laughs> seems to be a good topic to keep these wheels rolling. But yeah, let's let's jump right into Miggy. I, I'm sure uh, by now, all of our listeners should know that Miguel Cabrera joined the three thousand yeah. hit club. This Can weekend. we just give him like a, a, a group yeah? Round of applause. Oh, yeah. There's probably a drop for that. Oh, we did the real thing. <laughs> I think ours sounded better. Authentic okay. hand claps. Come on. All right. So before we get into the actual hit, I think the the most the funniest thing about it was was when it all started against the Yankees. Was that on was that Thursday? The Thursday day game. Yeah. The uh, ninth inning, runner on first and second, and they walk him. Yeah. He's got the three th- intentional walk. I just thought that was hilarious. And I, I mean, it's just Aaron Boone caught some flack for that. Oh, he got a lot of crap for that. <laughs> So, oh, <laughs> no, but I thought that was really funny. And it's just, really, I think the funniest part about the way it all kind of laid out. And well, John, I'll, I'll let you, you should probably take over your, your flight segment. This is your your topic, not mine. Whenever you're Sorry. done, Sam. Stop interrupting, <laughs> Sam. Come on, no, I got a lot of notes here. Yeah, all right, get into your notes. And we'll, or do you want to talk about Go ahead. heading into the game first? Go ahead. Let's no. head, head into the game. First. Head into the game. All right. Rain, so, rain out on Friday, right? Yeah, so yeah. It, was, it was hilarious because. They did the intentional walk, and people were pissed about that because he was going to get it, obviously, that day, right? Uh, obviously, wouldn't have, but you well, never he, know. he could have gone four for four. He could have. But he only went three for three with a walk. Well, yeah, that was, that was a good. That was the Yankees Thursday game. Thursday. Yeah, where he went three for three for three to start the game. They had the opportunity, and then all of a sudden, the next game, they intentionally walk him. Yep. In the ninth inning. <laughs> Which people booed the crap out of the Yankees. They have the Yankees suck. There were some words that I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll get in trouble for my mom and dad. Yeah. Um, As you should. <laughs> being this, at, like, basically. Choice the, words. There's one letter, and then the Yankees, if you guys want to put that together, that's up to you. I mean, everybody agrees with that, with the F the Yankees type thing. But just funny that that happened. But then the people that have the game, the tickets for the next game are probably pumped. They're like, all right, we got an opportunity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. Walk them. We we can go on a Friday night. This is gonna be a great or, th- or whatever. I think it was Friday. It was a Friday it night, definitely Friday. Yeah, and then it got rained well, out. The next day was yeah, got rained out on Friday. <laughs> so then the people that had the tickets for the rainout game got pushed to Saturday night. So now you have this whole other game in between it, and then he, did, he gets the hit first first at bat. John, a, now you take over. <laughs> <laughs> take over your flight take segment, over your flight John. segment no, John. No, I mean, let's just go over some accolades that come along with that 3,000 hit, all right? Uh, 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, and a 300 or, or above career yeah. average. It'll be just uh, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, and Miggy. Wow. Something like, yeah, and then he's, he's what, one, sh- one shy of doubles, 600 doubles? Yeah, so 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, and 600 doubles. Uh, Hank Aaron, uh, Albert Pujols, and Miggy is about to join that club with Man. the next double. 
Wow. So 3,000 3, hits, 500 home runs, and two MVP awards. Miggy, uh, he joins, uh, wow, Willie Mays, Pujols, and then whatever you want to call him, A-Rod, A-Roid, uh, in that group. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think his count. Uh, but here, here we go. Multiple batting titles and home run titles plus 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. Miggy joins the only Hank Aaron. Wow. That's so cool. And Miggy separates himself from the entire group with 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, and a triple crown is the only player Gosh. in MLB history to do such. I, lo- I love that he's standing alone. I, lo- I love that. And, and it's and honestly, I, I was having a really good conversation with Kyle about this. Like, it is an absolute travesty the way that this is not being talked about. Like, Sports Center that day, they did top ten plays. You know how they usually put in like, all right, if Steph Curry hits his forty thousandth yeah. three pointer, it's like, oh, that's play number one. Miguel Cabrera just hit three thousand. He's going to be the last to do it probably in our lifetime. I mean, the way I haven't looked at everything, but it, it's going to be tough. You, you have it pulled up right here? Yeah. I, I I got a, a, yeah, I got a list as well. You got it? Okay, yeah, perfect. Robinson Cano is next with 2,631 hits. He ain't hitting that. He's he 40, Robinson right? Robinson Cano? Yeah, thir- 39, but yeah. I didn't even know needs, he was in the league still. Yeah, with the Mets, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't either. I thought he was a coach. Uh, Yadi Molina, <laughs> 2,117 hits. He's wow. also 39 years old. He's a long way. Joey Votto, the only other player with 2,000 hits, 20. 35. Where's Trout at? Mike is Trout it? is uh, 21st on the list of active uh, hits in M- MLB. He's got 1,434 hits, and he's also 30 years old already. Is he really already 30? Injury prone. Injury prone, has yeah, not I was played, say. Has not played any games in the postseason, right? He's got one postseason hit, I believe. Man, that's crazy. Um, Manny Machado's on the list at 1,446. He's 29, so, I mean, he might have a fighting chance if he plays till he's, like, 42. Um Paul Goldschmidt was on pace at one point. He's at 1,587, but he's also our age, 34. Um, Altuve, also a cheater, 32 <laughs> years of age. <laughs> prob- Hates him. Probably has his, like, the best shot out of any of these guys if he keeps playing yeah. in Houston with the drums and the beating of the Trash dugouts hands. and yeah. uh, stealing signs. But, yeah, he's ranked 10th right now with – 1,783, so he's still 1,300 hits away. Yeah, I would say that's probably the best shot. But but even a guy like Trout, you're saying 1,400 hits. He's been in the league nine years now. Yeah. Long eight, time. Eight or nine years. I mean, if you just double the production, you put him at now 38 years old and 38, 39 years old, and he's still not there. He's at 2,800. Wow. and that's And that's just replicating the production from – like historic greatness, you know, the first nine years. And, and another, another thing, like, heading, like you – Obviously, we know what Cabrera was. Absolute stud. We loved what he did. He Very underrated in a lot of ways, which is, uh, is just crazy to think about. But then they started talking about that 300, like the the one, the list, you, John, that you brought up of guys that have done this and also batted over 300. I was like, wait a second. There's no way he's still over 300. He's like almost 310 oh, yeah. career. Oh, yeah. And he's been batting, what, two Fifteen the last three years of he'll, his career. He'll have to have a like it's a his, crazy. historically bad year at the plate, like batting under a hundred. Yeah, to knock his career average down below three hundred. Yeah, it's insane. It's not, it's it's not a, happening. It's insane and that that he's still there. I like it blew my mind. Pujols is at like two ninety five, and you see what happened when he went to L A. and yeah. his career kind of like dropped off, especially his average and hits. Uh, so I, like I said, he's he's really got to hit the tank if he's gonna get under three hundred career batting average. Yeah. So I mean. Hats off to him. I mean, unbelievable. Good for him. I'm glad that it's done. 
you know, like we can kind of just move on. It's a relief in a lot of ways, but man, it was just so cool. It yeah. was a fun run. Does he retire after this year? If he gets that 600 double, does he retire after this year with know. all those numbers? Honestly, like someone brought up a really good point when I, when I was listening to Sports Talk was his swing has changed ever since he hit. Was it 500 home runs? It was, or was it 600? It was 500. 500, 500 yeah. Ever since he, he hit 500, right he has stopped with the power swing, and he's gone back to just swinging the bat, taking the taking the ball the other way when he needs to, pulling it when he needs to. It seems like that mentality's changed. He's going to be the next Slinglio. You don't remember when uh, or Maglio was a Singlio, or all he could do is hit singles? Yeah. I think that's what Cabrera could do if he's willing to do it. And he could still have a – I think a couple more years in the tank. Does, if, he, does if he start okay swinging harder now that he's got three thousand hits, though? I don't. I don't think so. I. I, I think he's a win guy. I think uh, he wants to win. Yeah, but we also have to separate him from like the David Ortiz DH type of role because Ortiz was just swinging for the fences and could get away with it late That's in true. his career. Yeah, especially he hit like one hundred and five, and people were loving him in, in the playoffs. Especially in Boston, <laughs> in Boston too. Different, yeah, different ballpark. Different we ballpark. Remember yeah, where he's playing all of his home games too. Yeah, so I think I, once it starts warming up, you'll see him get a little looser at the plate. But but yeah. the but the group of people, the group of historic players that you just read off, like the Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, like if you really look at Hank Aaron's career numbers, they are absolutely insane. Like I, I think of him as the best hitter of all time, in my own mind. And Miguel Cabrera being matching him in so many of those categories that we just talked about is I mean, we're talking about, you know, hundred forty years of history with baseball it's yeah. not it's not like basketball or football where the, we're talking like 50 years yes well i mean nba's hitting 75 year i think yeah and and there was a long period there with the nba where nothing was, just, was happening yeah but we're talking yeah. like you know <laughs> ty cobb is second in all time in hits and those yeah. are those are the records that were that were kind of you know comparing him or grouping him into that team of 3,000 hits doesn't happen very often yeah. and mixed with the power mixed with the just the consistency over time um yeah, hats off to him. Great accomplishment. And, I'm, I'm just and we do have the call, right? Do we, are we good for the call? I remember the call. Oh, I, I wasn't going to remind you. I'll see if it works the way I wanted it to. Upright, relaxed stance, tucks the left shoulder in as he cocks the bat over the right. The 1-1, one, right, one, ground ball. Base hit in the right! 3,000 for Miguel Cabral! Yeah. Raises his arms... Iglesias, the first to hug him. The I was emotional when I saw Iglesias run over there. It was pretty cool. Yeah, Not, it was awesome. Dan Dickerson's the best in the business, Dan Dickerson in my opinion. will make the – I mean, he just made an under 500 baseball call sound amazing. <laughs> and he's done that for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, I, I love Dan Dickerson. And, man, I just, I just love this team. I love Miguel Cabrera. He is honestly, in my opinion, my, he is my favorite Tiger of all time. Um, I understand the the Miguel, or the the Justin Verlander stuff and what he brought to to the organization. Miguel Cabrera has always been the face, but not the voice of the Detroit Tigers. You know yep, what I mean? Like I agree. everybody knows Miguel Cabrera for the face and how great he was. How fun he makes oh baseball. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean that's a whole other story. How yeah, I mean, fun it is. Yeah, it, it, when they were winning and when they're losing, right? Yeah. He was always there messing around with people, just having fun, yep. putting his. You know everything he has into the game, so and, I agree. I mean, and, and kind what of a the, tiger to put a close on it. Just like going back to just what a shame that how this has just been overlooked. It feels like by MLB, by ESPN, all the the people that should be buying into something like that. It's it seems just a little blip on the radar. 
especially like only Tigers fans seem to know that it really happened. It's kind of blocked out by the NFL draft coming up, you know, like it happened at the same time. That's the yeah. other hot topic nationally. You want to get right into the mock drafts? Let's get in mock drafts. You ready? <laughs> We're done talking about it. No, all right. Uh, moving on to to the next topic. Who, who wants to go next? Anybody? Yeah, I'll go next. All right. We, we got to just mix it up here. So uh, I went off topic, not sports related. Uh, how about Elon Musk buying Twitter? <laughs> He has a lot of money. He has a lot of money. Not anymore. <laughs> well, no, he still does. Oh, yes, he does. He still does. He's he's his net worth is something like two hundred forty four estimated two hundred forty four billion dollars. Um, but no, he bought Twitter for forty four billion. I think was the final number, and uh, they reached an agreement. I think everything is completely done at this point, or maybe it needs to be signed off by the board. But you know, he's basically running the board now, so it's going through. It's finalized. Um, you don't know what you guys think. I, I think it's great, man. Uh, you get a you get someone who's all about the freedom of speech, regardless of what it is. That's that's what Twitter and social media was built on. All right. So with that in mind, I just think it's so funny how like this is this is the release. I guess that he's talked about with this purchase. He says. He calls himself a free speech absolutist. He's completely criticized Twitter's moderation of speech that they didn't agree with and, and who's you know the judge and all that. Um, and then he wants Twitter's algorithm to be released to the public for public consumption so they can see it with their own eyes, whatever algorithm is powering all this stuff, to prove to the public that this is now going to be open and fair for everyone. And this is like <laughs> this: the algorithms are what – drives all social media companies where they say no right. no it's proprietary We're, this is secret whatever it is but it drives the the ad revenue it drives the traffic where they can just pick and choose what videos what speech they want known and where people are looking they they can moderate or, or they can hold back on speech they don't agree with so the i guess i guess the, the way i think about the whole thing is just you look at the people that are outraged and quote unquote fearful following the purchase of Twitter and yet all he's running on is like, hey, we're gonna release all this information to the public so we can see how fair it really truly is. And we're also going to make this back to a free speech platform where we're not deciding what you can and cannot say. And people are in fear of this for some reason. And I don't get how people have grown so hateful over Elon over the last couple of years. The man has moved his his business out of California down to Texas. He has he hasn't even said anything like somewhat on the fence, whether it's on the right side of the aisle or left side. It's just it just seems to be the man has too much money. We don't like him. Screw this guy. He shouldn't buy Twitter because I don't like him. Technically, he's taking his brand and business like out of this world, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, to outer space. Yeah, and, and I just think uh, the. It's a completely exposing people for from I guess a power control grab the people that are now worried about whether they can compete in a in an absolute fair area. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I look at it in in two different ways. Is it better than what we've been dealing with, with when it comes to Twitter? Hundred percent. I'm glad that he owns it, and I'm glad that he is going to expose Twitter for what they are. And what it's been in in social media in general, I think is what it is, and not even just social media, but it's gonna 
It's going to expose the news. It's going to expose Google. It's going to expose what all of these very powerful multimedia type, I, I don't even know if that's the right word, companies are. I, I think that's great. But I'm a little worried about what else he's getting. And, and I know that's a little weird, and, and I don't want to go too crazy on it, but I don't know if Elon Musk is a good guy. You know, and, and, and when you have good versus evil, I wonder if, I wonder where he stands in that type of fight. If that's the way you're going to look at this this battle in this war, you know that we that some people believe is going on, and I don't know where he's at because they're talking about micro trips in his in brains and and all of that stuff. And I don't know if that's just. Yeah, you're getting out there. Now. I know it's you're, getting out, but getting he's out talked there. about it. He's I, talked about it. Yeah, but but I think so the is, point the point of the whole thing is there. <laughs> I guess you just have to take his word for it compared to what. Twitter's role was I, yeah. beforehand, and you have to just uh, say like, I mean, you don't have to be feel comfortable with it on either side. Yeah, yep. and I'm not saying this is a right versus left thing. All I'm saying is, if you are if you are now suddenly worried about something like this going on, I think what are you what were you not worried about before? Like, why do you feel safe with large corporations and ad revenue directing yeah. where yep. your information is coming from yep. and censoring people that disagree with those people with the big hat? Like, it doesn't make sense. Any Anybody that wants freedom or, like, liberalism in the past would be completely against Twitter's previous engagement. And now, and now there's a chance, at least, that it could be free from that and back to some sort of free platform for yes and for right? that that standpoint i 100 percent agree it is the right move and i'm excited about it but i'm also a little nervous about one guy having that much power what else is going on what is his end game because he's not telling us his end game he's telling us the short game and that's where i get a little nervous i think i think rich people get really competitive and so when a guy like jeff bezos goes buys washington post you this think is, that's what it was? This Just is a response. A, to this that? is a response. Yeah, I think they're they're fighting against each other in a rich war that we don't know about. <laughs> yeah, Elon's gonna win. There you he go. Kind of dwarfs Bezos right now. So I do. And get out. Get ya. out. Doggone it. Well, it's one. At it's least. one run. Was that bias? Yeah, it's bias. It's nice to have him back. Yeah, he's an important part. He's he's not happy. He's not happy that it went out or is that, that it didn't go. Is out. That my chair squeaking? No, it's my pen. Oh, you need to stop doing that. You and my pen. You drive me crazy over get there. Pencil. I should get a pencil. I think we need to move on. I should get a pencil. This is a sports podcast. Come on, guys. Ryan, Just hold Ryan's on. like, yeah, let's move on before Sam hold, says hold anything on to else. That stupid. Remote or something. <laughs> that doesn't make any noise. He'll there start chewing on it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. It's so gross. Oh, uh, all right. Micah, what, what did you, <laughs> you want to do? Literally put it in your mouth. <laughs> oh, man. It's mine. Yeah. This is my remote. <laughs> I want to talk about some rule changes in NCAA football. Oh boy. Yeah. It's good stuff. This is the most exciting part of the podcast. No, we got mock draft. Oh, That's okay. here we go. Real exciting. <laughs> All right, let's get to the rules. So the NCAA implemented an appeals process for targeting calls called in the second half of the games effective immediately. So they can appeal the initial targeting call and the carryover penalty when they're sitting out for the second or the first half of the next <laughs> I game. I just want to interrupt you a second. So Miguel Cabrera, big time bats. You see how they have April XX? They don't even have their date. <laughs> they built <laughs> this commercial before the date was on there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Planning ahead. <laughs> yeah, just it's so funny that they didn't update that. They don't have the artwork approved yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. 
That's funny. It's, All right, so they can't ship the the bad dated ones out to the little kids <laughs> in Little oh, yeah. League. You they know? Them all <laughs> exactly. Start getting free. A bunch of people are going to get a bunch of bats in Ukraine for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bunch, bunch of freebies. Go bats, XX. <laughs> bunch of freebies at the White Caps game. I don't remember hitting 3,000 on April 1st. That doesn't make sense. But oh, well, I, got I was going to say Puerto Rico, but Ukraine, yeah, I guess it's not too soon at all. <laughs> Man. I'm going crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you are. I think they play cricket over there, Sam. <laughs> really, uh, really. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. Go so, ahead. okay, <laughs> okay. Let's uh, let's recap this. The the carryover oh, penalty God. for targeting, uh, sitting out the first half of the next game, it's eligible for further appeal in games that have an instant replay. So, do you like the way this is going? Me personally, I do because some of these targeting calls are, I I think they're completely out of line. So I, where where's the appeal coming from? Is it is it a coach's challenge? Is it a like how is this going to work? And then who's the ultimate moderator? Like who's going to make the absolute decision? So to start the appeals process, the team's conference will have to make a request to the NCAA national coordinator of officials who would review video of the replay. Okay, and then this just impacts the following game if that suspension were to carry over since it was the second half. Right. All right, I like that. I'm all, all in favor right. of that. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I there, mean, there's nothing wrong with that at well, all. Well, I just don't want to give too much power to to you know like one group, you know. The refs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or what? I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> so checked out right now. That is a really bad beer. So <laughs> I hope that's not the way that they planned on this beer tasting. Yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to pour this out at some point. Yeah, I'll go grab other beers that I have in the fridge <laughs> that we're going to drink tonight. And we're, let's not even announce this at all. I think we're going to announce it. And tell them that they have a bad batch here. Maybe we have last year's batch. I, I don't know. I don't, this is a bad batch. I definitely don't want to grade it. No, we're not grading that's it. Not, that's not fair we're to the can. I, I'll grade it. I'll give it a zero. It's yeah, not, I mean, I not, guess we're going to have to do We not, should grade it. It's not fair to the logo on the huh? can. <laughs> I mean, so, it, all right. it kind of fits, though. <laughs> Sorry, we just keep getting Brown distracted. Bagging. No, but all right. Rule who change. Does, who decides that the rule has changed? Or that, like, so they lift the, the, the kick out of the player? I don't have that. It's just a, a review of that play to the NCAA commissioner of I, uh, officials. One thing that that I I understand the targeting call and getting somebody ki- and kicking somebody out, but at the same <laughs> here we go again. It's going to distract me because it's the bat again. <laughs> <laughs> You're all over. Today. <laughs> I'm struggling. Oh man! I had a couple glasses of wine before we started. Andy, Andy too. Andy <laughs> picked, he picked the pen back up. So, so look only, out. <laughs> <laughs> Only reason I'm doing okay. You no, need Adderall. I, I probably should, but I don't want to get on that. <laughs> or the opposite. I don't know. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> the I don't think it's worth no, commenting all right, on. The, the, I think it's the just a good rule The change. targeting call <laughs> is it somewhat makes sense for, for what it is. Yeah, but protecting when, people. But when people are making a football play and just so happen to, like, a player lowers their line of – I hate that. Well, I think that's it, the purpose it needs of this. to be that, like – that's exactly the purpose. And I of love this. that. Then perfect. What right. Am I, what am I even arguing? Yeah, you shouldn't I, be. I think you're trying to argue with yourself. I kind of like just, it. I'm just trying to. I don't know. So it's at, it's at least allowing for more review, right? Absolutely. So, so you're not making a, a rash decision on the spot in the second half. Okay, of the game. but how how is it going to work? So let's say I know Daxon Hill's gone, but I'm just going to use Daxon Hill for an example. Daxon Hill gets hits I think somebody. Mike is supposed to or trying to tell you how it's going to work. But if Daxon Hill hits somebody in the second quarter, gets booted, right? And then they get reviewed, challenged, and then he can come back mid-third quarter? No, it's only second half. 
Okay, so it's for only the suspension of the, of the first half of the next game. Correct. Which is a stupid rule to begin with. I hate that part of it. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's it's really ridiculous. Dumb. Because it's... What, why are you punishing Michigan against Penn State when they're going to play Michigan State next week? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah and the same that's goes for any other team and exactly. any other rivalry, of it's course. It's really dumb. So the, the second key rule change, uh, the Lions' future QB, Kenny Pickett, is in the news again. So... Future QB, <laughs> okay. fourth round maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe not future QB. Mr. But, Irrelevant, but, uh, Mr. Last pick of the draft. But, Mr. Little Hands? Yeah, but Little Hands, hands. basically Dude. made the news. So they have small hands. So the NCAA also passed a rule change that um, it's called the Kenny Pickett rule. Oh. But if a ball carrier simulates a feet first slide, officials will declare the runner down at the spot. I, Similar to the NFL. I agree with that 100%. So, I mean, he, he got away with a heck of a play, you know, in sure, the, in the yeah. bowl game there, but they're he, making that a rule. Yeah, I'm not mad at him for it. He he used the rules to his advantage yeah, and everything. Absolutely. But, but you also cannot just have football players going 100% all out and then check up and because if you touch the quarterback, you're screwed, yeah. and then let him just, like, waddle his way forward a little bit more. Like, that. Yeah. that's right. dumb. No, I agree with that. I think they just need to be more lenient on the the hit. If if somebody's going to hit him as he's on his way down, that's not a p- defensive pl- problem. And I think you should just let it happen. I don't care. Because you have pl- players do that constantly, pretending they're going to go out of bounds, then cutting up field real quick, and a guy lets up because they can't hit him out of bounds. Yeah. They just need to be more lenient yep. with that type of stuff. It's not not necessarily like the, the way that Pickett did it. It's the way that the defensive players can't finish a play. That's where the problem's at, in my opinion. Now, will this be a benefit? Probably, sure. You, we've seen it once in our lifetime. We'd probably never see it again. Right, they just but nipped I get it why, in the I get, and, and that's fine. Yeah. But next thing you know, it's going to be the same thing. All right, he's, he's showing himself to go out of bounds, and then he didn't. So, well, he was going to go out of bounds. So, I, I don't know. It's I feel like it's a slippery slope to, to kind of start choosing this or, like, picking and choosing what somebody's going to do. You know what I mean? I hate when they say intent and like all that kind of stuff. Was right. he intending of sliding, or did he see something different? You know what I mean? Like it just kind of—I don't want to go down that that road of trying to get into the player's brain. You know, I, we already talked about Elon Musk with his chips. We don't want that in in football, right? So, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> sure. I had to go back to it, right? Sam, what did you I, have? I'm gonna go back to beer here and just—I'm gonna go grab you guys some real beer here in just a second because these are garbage. Actually, there's two right over there. If you guys want to. Dump it out. There's yeah. a, there's a sink in there too. You can dump it down, if you want to. Yeah. These because okay. these are brown bag terrible. Sure. Not brown bag's fault. What are you guys uh, going to be talking about next? All right. So my flight topic. How are we doing on time, John? Should we just skip this part? Half hour in. No, no. no big deal. <laughs> no. All right. So last week. You got amped up last week. Last week I did get amped up, but and it was calculated. It was for a good reason. I'm still sticking by what I believe. Still I'm, mad. I'm still sticking by it. And, and for the people that don't know that didn't listen last last week. Screw you guys! You should go back and listen to it. No, I'm just. Oh, wow, we're really enticing. But listeners. anyway, I'm I'm feeling good right now, and I'm gonna keep it. Don't mind too, please. Even though it's barely, you're just not gonna. Go. You really Anyways. choked that down, bud. <laughs> what? <laughs> I only did that much. Oh, we got the co- the background going down too. This is this is gonna be some. But anyways, all right. Last week I had my little rant on on the Detroit Red Wings and Dylan Larkin in general, and I think I went a little overboard, but at the same time, it was the point of the story. And and I don't think people really paid attention to what I was saying, and and I, so I, what we've been trying to do is you know taking up our videos and cutting them up into our topics yeah, yep. and posting them on different 
outlets so so Red Wing fans get this Red Wing topic quicker and trying to grow our brand. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's what we got to do. And people w- weren't watching the full video. There was people like commenting and hating on. They're like, "Oh, this is a terrible read." I'm like, "Yeah, the, oh my gosh." People are commenting well, this on Facebook. Oh, this is such a waste of a, my time to read this article. And it was a video, so people don't really pay attention, first of all. But there was also some pretty funny comments that I, I got to get into here, right? What were you going to yeah, say? Yeah, well, to be, to be fair, we did bring up a video clip of what you were getting at. <laughs> there, there, there was a clip that I, I doubt any of these people actually took paid a attention look at. to, right? And that was the funny thing is, as I could tell, a lot of these comments, people didn't listen to the whole video, rightfully so. I mean, it's ten minutes; it's long for a YouTube video and stuff. But they, I don't know. Anyways, there were just some funny comments that I wanted to bring up, and I couldn't find a lot of the, the Facebook ones because I think they kind of booted me from a couple groups. But it is what it is. <laughs> um, so Stephen Kerr on on the YouTube, he, he said, "Talk about a stretch, absolutely ridiculous opinion." And Larkin had surgery a few days later, which I mentioned, by the way. Um, if you do any research, this is towards me, I would assume. If you do any research, you would know he played hurt for quite a while. From Iserman down to, Z- to Zadina, the Red Wings organization knows Larkin is the leader of this team. Okay. Yeah, we all know. We can see it on the jersey, buddy. Good for you. All right. Little, little, what, couple, you, what is more. he doing? Interviewing players? Dude, so I couldn't find a lot of these comments, and I was so mad. I wanted to have, like, the exact wording. But some people were like, so one person says in, in the comments, this is what I'm trying to look back at and can't find, but he's like, you don't know what's going on in this locker room. Blashel's the problem. I'm like. So he knows so what's I, going on. So he must know what's going on in the locker room. Man, inside sources. <laughs> I can't have an opinion outside of Blashel sucks right now. That's the only opinion Red Wings fans are allowed to have at this point. Anyways. Um, this is this is another uh, comment here from Callie, and it's kind of a conversation because I, I did respond a little bit and uh, from our, our page, but he says this is an insane view. LOL. Have you watched his post game interviews? This guy puts his blood and sweat into the game for this team. Played hurt for how long? Come on, give a guy a break. So I said, saying the right thing <laughs> is one thing. But could it just be a peek into an actual problem going on in the locker room? And he was like, "No, no, not not possible, not possible, Sam." He's like, he's been known to play hurt. If he doesn't care or was the problem, he'd be walking off the ice. What? These are, some of them are really dumb. I'm not gonna lie. Wow. So Callie on the YouTube dummy. Which was yours? Frank said no. Simply, um, <laughs> this guy. So Chris, Chris put on YouTube. Uh, LOL, yeah, their coach blows. They all know it. Yeah. And he's tired of how Blashell is squandering this team. What the F is wrong with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> what the F is wrong Man. with us, guys? Yeah, what, what is wrong with you guys? Did they actually t- type what the F? <clears throat> WTF. Oh, okay. I should have said what WTF? No. <laughs> <laughs> what WTF? <laughs> yes. Yes, you should reply you with said that. The WTF. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's hilarious that you're reading comments, like hate comments. Uh, hey, I mean, it's so it. funny. I know. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. I, I, mean, I think they all agreed with me. I think the real take home uh, thing with this whole like flight segment is that I was right and you were wrong. That's no. 
Right. They'd hurt your feelings more on Twitter is what Ryan's saying. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not built for Twitter. <laughs> I am definitely not built for well, Twitter. They censor things. Is, is, yeah, you're saying this is hate speech here and they should be censored? What's that? No. Yeah, I'm, I, I hated <laughs> <What>? it. <laughs> uh, this is another one. Uh, so I was like, all these guys play hurt. As the captain of the original six organization, shouldn't be held to a higher standard other than doing his job. And this, and this Callie's response was, of course, they, they all play hurt to an extent, but if he didn't care, would he? I don't know what that means, but uh, bottom line, this is a reach, huge reach. We don't know anything about what goes on that locker room or <laughs> organization, and I'm sure this is the same guy that said Blashell really sucks, right? Yeah, I'm sure it is, but... The best part about it, this is all opinion-based. It's an opinion! It's a freaking opinion! <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're not sitting at this table <laughs> going... Yep, larking this, larking that, and that's a fact. <laughs> exactly. None no. of none of what I said was fact, other than the fact that he skated away from the the celebration, and that was on video. It was very obvious of what happened, and I don't know, John. What's up? But Blashel's well, the problem. You got to ask the players. I mean, Blashel's the problem. Know. I think. Well, I got to ask the comments, and these guys know. Yeah, I think. In Car- the comments, Carey right? summed it up for us. It's just a great way to get some more fans, Sam. Yeah, that's that's the goal. I mean, it read, did have hey, over five hundred views, which is good. Let's go. I'll read, take that with a little clip. Read the hate mail and try to entice them into an argument online. You know, little keyboard worry. All right, I'm gonna keep going just real quick, right? <laughs> just real. Quick. I just want I just want to give people their their due diligence. So Dave said, "Guy on the left is reading way too much into this." I think that was me because I was on the left of Kyle. Um, <laughs> or was that me? That would have been Ryan. Well, this would have been me. Well, no, because our, our view didn't have all of us. Oh, okay. Got it. It was, it was just you two at just the time. Just me and Kyle. But then we, like, when we went, it was you, but you were you were wrong. Hey, do you remember which uh, glass we had? Uh, it doesn't matter. I had the Lions one. Yeah, no, I, I, I give you your... Which you were you really deserve. worried about um, this. But then, <laughs> so this I'll guy... I was, gonna, I was trying to rewind the video <laughs> to see what <laughs> was lined up earlier. All right, last one, then we'll move on. More just curious. Um, Chris Putt, 1024... Responded to at Callie, and he said, yes, he is, period. Darren McCarty took you guys down over this. Pay attention. He has three more cups than you guys do. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Darren McCarty mentioned us? I consider that a win. Not a cup by any means, but we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> did so you did watch? Darren did Darren McCarty actually talk about it? No, he didn't. Oh, did you Did you that. see Darren McCarty's video about about Blashill and the wings and like needing to just fire everybody? Basically, I heard. The, I heard oh. that. I saw. I read the comment. I don't listen to what Darren McCarty says. To be honest with you, I think he's a little. He's trying a little too hard. Cuckoo. I think he's been hit too many times. <laughs> yeah. He's been hit and he's hit a few things too many times, too. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell he's, you. <laughs> look, I get I get it. I mean Dude's give a rock the, star, man. Give the guy give the guy his he is. look. He knows way more about hockey than I will ever. He's well, forgotten he's, more about hockey, he, obviously, than I will ever know. Well and and like what I think is funny about that is I think he went on the record before that saying like uh, you know, he trusts Steve Eisman in this process because he knows what it takes to win. He knows the yeah. locker room, what kind of locker room it should be. Yeah. And then, and then the next episode or day on on wood, you know, that Woodward other the other one. Yeah, yeah. They they're saying like, uh, you know, absolutely, you got to can all of them. It's like, uh, okay, I don't okay, know. Like, so, if so, are you calling for him? To be fired, or are you going to let Steve Eisenman make the decision? Make the decision, and that's because he knows what's going on inside the locker. Exactly. So firing everybody would be firing the GM too. 
in my opinion. That's what it means. Blow this thing up, fire everybody, fire the captain, fire the head coach, all that stuff, right? Because you don't think that your GM should be or, or GM is capa- should be capable of making those decisions. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That last comment you read, that came from Chris, right? Is that a burner account for Chris Illich? Just it might really be, firing yeah. shots at you right uh, now? Yeah. Chris I pizza pizza.com, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know. It was just I I took a lot, and I wish I could have found a lot of the Facebook comics, but we don't have a lot, whole lot of time for yeah, that. Yeah, I funny. couldn't find it. They were just gone. It was funny. They were for missing. Sure. But anyways, that was cut. our. Hey, if we find them, we'll do an encore next week. Yeah, Jeez, this right? is like that was our first half of the show. Sick. Yeah, before we uh, move on from our flight hop, our de hops flight segment. <laughs> Whoa, Ryan, you want to read this for me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a run. All right, John, do Before it. Before we move on from our DeHops Beer Flight segment, I want to remind everyone that DeHops Brewing and Cafe is serving incredible food and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Chef Dan's revamped food menu and head brewer Ben's rotating taps, wine, and ciders makes DeHops perfect for whatever you have going on from dinner with the family, late night drinks with friends, and everything in between. The Ben and Dan duo is putting on putting a ton of their time and energy at making the hops a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. They also have Taco Tuesday, Stein Night Wednesday, Thursday, any beer and burger for $15, along with some unbelievable specials on Fridays and Saturdays. We highly recommend following them on Instagram and Facebook, where they share their weekly specials and some incredible food and beer pictures that will make your mouth water. <laughs> oh, gross. Was that the bumper? DeHops is the official brewery of State of My Sports for 2022, and if you mention State of My Sports, you'll get a nice discount on your first beer. While we are talking beer, let's introduce what we're drinking tonight. Hey, look oh, at that. Hey, B. Go ahead, Micah. Start us off. <laughs> I don't know what we're drinking. <laughs> well, what what Ryan and I are drinking, we're drinking non-equilibrium from Arvon Brewing Company in Grand Rapids. No, we're going to actually introduce what we're going to drink. Let's do it. Okay. Are we? We're switching it up. That's what we do. We had a little We're sample earlier up. of uh, Watermark by or Watermark Brewing Company Brown Bag Special. Just a little sampler. How would everybody think? Uh, uh, I'm thinking more. It needs more bags with it. More brown bags over the can, so we'd never drink it. It was rough. Right. I want to say it's an old batch for sure. There, it, like something's not right about it. How long have you had this? You just picked it I up. I bought it from Siciliano's yesterday. Yeah, that something went wrong. Yeah, for this sure. Is, it's yeah. it's a little rank. Yeah, that's a a, it's a, a fair lot of rank. a fair word. It's a low rank, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a two point four. I'll go zero. I I'd never want to touch. Yeah, that. let's just rate it now. Yeah, right? zero. This is absolutely disgusting. I'm assuming it's better. I think last time one of us tried it, it was a lot better. Yeah, I feel like we did grade this. Uh, it might have been actually before the draft. I might have done this, but all right. So. Watermark Brewing Company is in Stevensville, Michigan. I hope they're not paying attention to this, but I kind of hope they are because if they if if they're putting out bad beer, they would want to be the first to know. Yeah, they don't want and this these, on on the market. Exactly, they don't want in in Sicilianos. If you're watching or listening, pull all of these. These are are not good, and I'm actually gonna bring I'm gonna bring this one in. And that's not a cheap beer. No, <laughs> that no, five bucks a pop almost. Uh, yeah, five bucks a can. So. All right, I'm going to bring this one in, and I'm going to drink it with somebody at Siciliano's and be like, dude, this is not good. I would highly recommend pulling these right now. Cause yeah. this is if it's a lady, I want to suggest saying dude. Hey, I don't judge mm. pronouns. And what is, yeah. 
Dweed? and stuff like that. <laughs> do that. Dwight. Oh, do, do I say that? do that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna say. I think person, any of those things I said. Whoever you are, you guys don't want to sell this beer. This one. Yeah, yeah. Go through the quality check because this is not good. That's, it's a problem. It's already sold. It's already sold. Yeah, they're pumped. They just like this guy just sold. This, yeah, just bought these beers. Let's go. <laughs> they're, they're all. Pumped. They were in the rank section. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah. Spoiled. Don't, do not to buy. You're like, this, how about these? They're like, uh, do not yes. To buy this beer do you have section. money? I believe there's a lot number on the back of the can. We might be able to take that down. And yeah, let that, us know I, which, I think which honestly, barrel it came from. This will be our first time ever, like actually reaching out directly to the brewery. Um, just trying to do our part, guys. We're I not think superheroes. It, I think it's important. But if you want to call us heroes, that's that's okay. I'll take it. You can, we will put on capes if you want us. You can make me drink honey? just about yeah. any beer. I just don't think I could finish that one that I just pulled. Uh, yeah. I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't, well, we're, I couldn't we're, even smell it. We are done drinking that, so we just pulled what we have left in the fridge at this point. A little variety pack? <laughs> spice be, things up? Yeah, so we we gave them all zeros. We'll just call it what it is right now. Did, no, there's did, a 2.4. What's Carrie it? drinking tonight? Did she tell us? I'm just trying to balance out the average, Ryan. <laughs> She hasn't. She probably fell asleep. Oh, no. <laughs> During that flight segment? <laughs> that hour-long flight segment. I can never segment. sleep on flights. I don't know how other people do. Hey, give us sense. a bumper. <laughs> Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. <laughs> You're listening to State of My Sports. You know what I, my man, you are a specimen tonight. Yeah, you know what I think we should do? I think we should rank <laughs> Sam's performance tonight at the end of this. <laughs> Give it a You want to do that during the beer grades? Yeah, I All do. Right, let's do yeah, that. All right. Remember that. Write it down before I forget. And <laughs> no, I, I want the whole package. I, I want to see yeah, how you, you do. It. All right, I'm going to get it. Do you want it to be a fun one or do you want like... <clears throat> I want it if to you be were actually grading a podcast. As serious as possible. What kind of possible. what kind Business. of wine were you drinking before the uh, show? <laughs> it had uh, I think <laughs> it was Abraham Lincoln on it. I think that's what our listeners it was really want. The Federalist. <laughs> it was the it's whole bottle. The Federalist. Oh, dude, you were drinking Federalist? Yeah. It was at Cabernet. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. What it's year? A really good beer. Yeah. 2017. It's not beer. It's wine. Or it's <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yep. So their 2014 um, was Federalist a was a really good year. 15, yeah. maybe not, but 17, 17 you said? 17, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, it's Sam, Sam's score started up here, and he's dwindled down to a. Well, I here. get it now. He started gonna, with the Federalist. I mean, I'm going to get it back that's, up. That's one, some of my favorite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, she can't say that kind of stuff, Sam. I like that, though. For California that wine, that, that's a good Yeah, one. it is pretty good. Very good. Um, we're going to get into the Lions. So we're, we're in the midst of draft week. It runs in the family. Carrie's drinking bourbon. Bourbon, hey. very very nice, um, John. R- real quick, I know we're on the lines topic here, but scroll to the top on the left, and let's do our our draft party view here. Yeah, baby. This is the draft party, guys. This is draft party week. Party. I'm so pumped. Dang, two days. Two days away. Yeah. From right two now. Two days away. <laughs> Dang. I'm so excited about. This. So, what time is it right now? It's probably like nine thirty, nine forty. So we would be yeah they're on pick they're on pick they're two on pick at like least twelve I think, oh yeah maybe. yeah maybe all right they draft party will be at the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe we're gonna be there live and we want you guys to be there too we want you guys buying the Hops beer buying the Hops food if you can't be there live with us please tune in live on our live stream and I know Jarrett was talking to us about it he's gonna be on there he's actually talking to us right now oh, he's what? drinking oh, ice cold Miller Lite at the Salty Shamrock somewhere probably south of the Equator? Mason Dixon. Equator. 
Do you really not know? Let's I talk really about don't this. Know. Let's talk about this. <laughs> I love this guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to. All know right, him. hold on. No, no, no. Uh, geography. Where, yeah, where where do you think, like within the United States, where do you think the equator falls? Like, what is what states does it United run States. through? Does it fall through the United States? Yeah, good job. <laughs> you passed the first test. <laughs> that wasn't an answer. He asked you a question. <laughs> yeah, but he knew. He got, he got it right. Let's just turn into Jeopardy real quick. I'm game. Where's, Where's, Where's Travis? <laughs> when we need him. <laughs> Name all 12 continents. <laughs> no, no chance. <laughs> I might get two. <laughs> North and South America. <laughs> Africa. You, you got to keep going until you get all 12. No, we're done. Yeah, where's Trav in this time? Right? Remember yeah. his history lesson? I don't know, but I can tell you what time we're sitting at real quick. <laughs> yeah, all right. We're going to be Starts moving here. Quick. But anyways, oh, on the draft, I mean, we would love to have you guys either on the live stream and let us know when the picks happen, what you guys are thinking. All the picks. We're going to be there. We're going to start it live, and we're just going to let it roll. We might be on screen. We might be off screen. We might be eating tacos. We might be eating burgers. But we're definitely going to be drinking beer. We're definitely going to be watching the draft, and we hope you guys tune in with us. But Starting out, I want to talk about the Lions' side of the draft. Biggest needs heading into the draft. And I, and I know it's probably an unfair question because the Lions sit back and you look, it's like you can upgrade here, you can upgrade there, you can upgrade there. It, they're at a point that you can upgrade every single position. But I want to break it down a little bit more so we can figure out what those first three picks are going to look at. I think that's the key to a draft is the first first round and second round picks. That's where you can get true starters Luckily, Lions have two first-round picks. So I look at the safety position. I want to start there. Tracy Walker, obviously re-signing him is, is a, a, big a, deal. A, a big deal. It, yeah. It's a good signing. He's a he's a true NFL safety. That's the point. Can Will Harris be the guy next to him, or is that where you upgrade? Is somebody getting somebody better than Will Harris – or sorry, better than Tracy Walker and making Will Harris be that second guy and being the complimentary guy? Where, where do you lean with with the the safety position? I don't think you obviously you don't take it at two, but is it a 32-34 address in this type of scenario? I, I mean that is the real question because that's that's a uh, an unvaluable position that you'd be spending a lot of value into. You'd be investing a first a late first round pick or an early second round pick on. A position that it might be a position of need, but it's not necessarily an urgent need. You can fill that with a lot of, even like UDFA type guys mm -hmm. that are just good athletes and were undervalued in college. I think you can find those gems out there. Um, and, and not only that, but I also don't see safety. It's pretty rare to have guys be on the high end of the efficiency scale for safeties over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. You kind of have flash in the pan type things where you may, they might have two or three year of a, a stretch of a good career, but then they're just average after that. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to invest a first round pick or a second round pick. Even, yeah, exactly. Mold. So I mean, cause it's also a position that you have to learn in the league where it's, you're not going to come on as a, a rookie or sophomore and be a stud. Yeah. Unless you, you learn, your unless position, the you defense is set and now yeah, you just no, have a, a, a fixed need, like yep. you just go let somebody loose and, and, you know, run around the field, but we don't have that luxury right now. So, no, I don't think we should invest that high of a pick. If they do, we're getting a really elite athlete at the safety position yeah. in the draft, and I can probably live with that long term. Yep. Um, moving on to like the more of a, a edge position. And I know that, that's the easy choice when you're at two, right? Everybody's like, get edge. You can get Thibodeau. You can get Hutchinson. You can get Walker. And you're going to get a true blue edge rusher game changer. And I get that. I, obviously – there's the conversation of 
what positions do you take with top five picks? I think that's one side of the, the, the question here. Yeah. But then the other side is, okay, if you don't, let's say you trade down and you don't take at two or you do something different. Edge isn't really that big of a need in Detroit. And I know it's a weird thing to say because I think they had the least quarter, like I think it was 29th worst in, in pass rush, and it wasn't good. They didn't have a ton of sacks. But you have the names. You have the Aquara brothers. You have Charles Harris. Do we really need an edge, or do we just need an elite edge? So, basically my question is, outside of the second pick, do you address edge just because you have to address edge Out, throughout this draft? Outside, of, I, I'm confused by the so the collective of questions, I guess. Is it a huge need, edge? Yeah, 100%. You just said the Aquara brothers and Harris. Charles Harris. That's three. You only have two edges. They are not elite pass rushers. I want even even Aquara two years ago, eleven sacks, I think it was, and he, he did he have a great year? Yeah, he had a great year. I I want I want like, but danger all over the field. I want to be able to sub guys in and, and like the position as a whole needs to be a strength for this defense. If so, you're gonna cover up your all your holes everywhere else, get to the quarterback. So yes, I think we are we do need an elite passer. I would love for the Aquara brothers and Harris to be secondary options to getting to the quarterback. So kind of to, to go back to what we talked about with Larkin last week and a little bit this week is, did he have a great year? Yeah, for him, he had a great year. Did he have an NFL great year? No. We need to upgrade massively at that position. I The the guys in this core that you mentioned should be part of the core. but they, they Not the, the answer. Yeah, 49ers had no problem rushing the quarterback before uh, Bosa got there. Okay, Nick Bosa, but they added Nick Bosa, and it turned them into a real threat. Now so, they have a team identity. So, my other question that that was kind of part of it was if it's not in the top two, getting the first or second best edge guy, do you take one at thirty-two because you have to? Now that you're six edge guys deep, that is, you're just adding another Charles Harris. You're adding another Aquara. Do you take an is it edge that big of a need yeah. or is it just that big of a we need an upside need? Well, I think I think you, you can't break it down as simply I guess as you asked the question because it's a it's a position of depth of this draft. There's plenty of good talent out there. There's there's yeah. uh, Arnold Ebiketti out of Penn State yep. could be a, a really good option as a pass rusher. Is he, he's not like a three down guy on the edge but he could help you in his niche and he could be really really good at it but he might be second or third round talent and so if you're going to get him in the third round i'd be i'd be pumped with that um yes we need to invest high in draft picks like third round and less on an edge player that will make an impact all right moving on to the linebacker position i look at this as more of a needing of an upgrade personally because i like what what Derek barnes did but he in my opinion is probably lower than what Aquara and um, Charles Harris bring to the, to his personal position. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's ever going to be a game-breaker. And I think linebacker is a very important position. And I think the, the Lions have the way that they, they're structured. I know it's not, like, as important with a linebacker, but you have to have that game-breaking linebacker to be successful, to have a, a defense that's a threat, in my opinion. I think it's kind of changing to that. A linebacker that not only can cover, but a linebacker that will get the quarterback and is all over and making the plays left and right. You know what I mean? And, yeah, Derek Barnes is is a solid pick for where he was picked, or a solid player for where he was picked at. 
I think that's fair. But is he ever going to be a stud in the NFL? Probably not. Anzalone, a good guy for now. That is such a big need position, in my opinion. Now, I don't know where it falls in line, but where where is linebacker position and in, in where you would rank like needs for the Lions? I think, again, there are a lot of good linebackers in this draft. I think you could find another really good couple of linebackers in the third and fourth round uh, that can make a difference on the team, that have athletic ability, have good speed or size. Maybe you don't get the combination of the two of them, but it fits whatever scheme or hole that, that they feel is missing in their defense. And I think the point that of all the one-year contracts that we've seen is to fill all these so none of the positions are an absolute need. We have guys like Anzalone, who's an NFL linebacker. Is he uh, you know, a starting linebacker on an NFL winning team? Or I'm sorry, on a, on a Super Bowl winning team? I, I don't know about that. Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't have enough in the tool bag. But he's, he's capable of – he was our best linebacker when healthy last year. And so bringing him back at least makes it so that position group, even if we do bring a young guy in, now he's being coached by people that are – have been in the league, uh, know the scheme, know the system, can be in their ear and maybe you know help their progression. Kind of like what we saw out of Derek Barnes last year and some of the, I don't know, the ups and downs throughout the year. But I, I, I think safety, linebacker, you're talking about edge. Edge, absolutely you need. Safety and linebacker, I think, are really similar situations right now. I mean, is, it, is that just the nature of the Lions? I just think it's you got to start up front. If you got guys that are putting pressure on the quarterback, then other teams become one-dimensional running the ball. It's a little easier to stop. We've seen Detroit's defense just give up dumb bonehead plays over the top and down deep. I think edge rusher is the number one position on the defensive side of the ball that you got to go after. Definitely at the second overall pick. I agree with, with either of, with either of those guys, Walker or Hutchinson. Yeah, man. I, but at thirty-two and thirty-four, that's where it, you're starting to look at a wide array of positions that you can get a, a steal at and you got a young guy that could come in I, and still be a starter. And, and I, I do understand that. And I feel like where we're at in the rebuild, it's like just upgrade at any position, right? That's what we need to do. We need to continue to upgrade. We need to continue to get NFL like high-end talent because that's what this team is lacking is high-end talent, right? Um but, like, let's say in a scenario that we trade down from number two and we can't take number two and we're sitting there at, like, 15. Like, obviously it depends on who's available, but how important is edge now? Because right now we're sitting at two. It's like, yeah, we got to go edge. It has to be edge, right? Because of the talent, the high-end talent that's uh, there. Yeah. yeah it, that's the, what it feels like. The top, so the top tier if guys we're not, edge if, position if we're not where gone. We're, if we're not where we're slotted in the draft is edge – that big of a uh, of a priority, I guess, is what I'm trying to to ask. Because in my head, I don't feel like it is. At this rate, I'm not thinking about trading back because we have the second pick. If we had the first pick, I'd feel a little bit different about it. But we got the second pick, and that's a value pick right now for Detroit. Well, and and let me just run through a scenario. If we trade down, you're saying to like maybe 15. That opens and then, the door for every position. Well, and we get like a second rounder on top of it, you know. To well, as, probably, I mean, yeah. We'd get more than just that. Well, but. I know, but I'm just I'm just drawing a scenario here. We get yeah. a second round on top of that, and and let's say George Karloftis is there as an edge rusher. Yeah, you okay, better well, believe well, I still want a, an edge rusher and George Karloftis there because that's an asset. And is he a big drop off from Aiden Hutchinson? I, maybe not a ton. I know. And then adding a, another second round pick on top of that, maybe Lewis Seen falls in the second round, and then you can you can yeah, it, combo up Lewis Seen plus George Karloftis, Karl and then say is that worth 
and Aiden Hutchinson, I'd say that's, that's but, but, pretty right, good. So, and I'm trying to remember your, your defensive interior defense lineman rankings, but I'm just going to use Jordan Davis for an example here. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's just say we'll start with He's start elite. That. He's elite. So He's number so two, but he's elite. let's say we're at 15, and we have Jordan Davis, for lack of an argument, and I know you – I don't want you to hate on him, but an interior defensive lineman compared to a George Karloftis, who could be the, the fifth best edge or the best interior defensive lineman, where in my head I'm not so focused on position. It's just getting the best player in that p- particular position. You know what I mean? And and I and I might not be posing it correctly, but I'm just like I would rather get the best interior defensive lineman in this draft than the fifth best edge guy just because we feel like we need an edge guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know I know what you mean. It's it's last year's Levi on Wuzurike yeah, and then Elim yep. McNeil combo. It's like you yeah. just drafted a DT. Now why are you going to draft another DT? Because, because they love on him. his board he was so high and they're just like we just need guys like this. Yep. Well, I think you need guys like this at the edge position. You mm-hmm. need people that are are hungry to make a difference in the league and have a, an ability that maybe we're lacking. I I think losing Trey Flowers is the right decision. Yeah, letting him go. I didn't want to keep him or anything, but now we do have more of a hole in our edge. in our on our edge position yeah. than we want to give credit for at this point. And I think the interior right now is is maybe one of the better positional groups on our team. So. Does that mean I don't want to go after? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, we've filled most of our holes with veteran guys who are average. So so why, why? I mean, at this point, now we can play the game of we want to get the right. I, I don't know. I guess you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. Like, we, we don't have to draft out of a positional need. We can go after the guys the best, we want. The guy that we want and, and the best player. But available. if you're talking about best impact, and I think impact is the best way to describe drafts, what people yeah. should expect from drafts, high draft picks should be high impact guys. You, it's not going to edge rushers are the highest impact position on the defense. Mm-hmm. So so yes, spend your money, your high draft pick uh, assets towards high impact positions. All right. Um. I don't really think we need to get in, into any more of the, the positions I was going to get into. I mean, it, basically where the Lions are at is upgrade anywhere, any time, right? They're in rebuild mode, and I think we need to keep that in mind. It's still a rebuild. I know we all want to escalate it, especially in this month where you can start picturing what the team will look like with this and that. Yeah, wide receivers in need. Remote. Wide receivers in need. We get it, but we if you look at our court, wide receiver corps right now, it's not as big a need as people are talking about. Yep. We have a serviceable, okay, decent group. Yep. It's not going to hold us back. Yeah. But well, but is, but it, <laughs> well, but is I mean, it elite? Yeah. No, we could go get an elite guy, too. Yeah. Yep. I saw a ranking this week, not to add anything too much, but yeah, a right ranking there. this week, it was uh, top, er, the the worst 10 NFL team wide by wide receiver core, and Detroit was not on the list. Teams like Kansas City were on the list. Teams like Philly, who have drafted wide receivers early in drafts, yeah, recent no, years, and they have are, are high end guys. List. Yeah, they have a couple high end guys. So we don't have a, the high end that have never a little, produced. A, a little bit more praise. That, you know, maybe we just have an average wide receiving core, but yeah. we can always it, boost that position as a, well. And we can do that across ways, the board. When it comes to wide receiver, it's the easy thing to say. Yeah, you need to draft a wide receiver. They kind of went through that last year. Everybody was expecting wide receiver. We didn't address it till what round four. With Amon Ross St. Brown, and look at how that panned out. Yeah, you could do that again, and it wouldn't be an issue. And you can do that really with a lot of these positions. I, I think you can do it with edge. I think you can do it with interior D line. I, I think you can do it anywhere. Safety. And that's where it's just kind of where you look at this team. It's like upgrade, 
And I know that's you're gonna not see le- fun. You're going to see legit wide receivers. NFL wide receivers fall to the third, fourth, fifth rounds. Oh, man. Seriously. Like, there's there's, there's a, a lot, lot of them, good wide receivers. A lot of them out there. College, um, college is stacked with them. Quarterback. Obviously, this is a quarterback. This team needs a quarterback for the future. This isn't. This doesn't feel to be the draft to do it in. Um, we'll get into some of those things here shortly. Um, so f- before we zip up the, the the Lions conversation, I want to know who your guys' number one and number two picks are for this draft. So is it Aiden Hutchinson at one? If he's gone, who's your other pick, basically, is what I want to know from you guys. John, do you have, have that? or Like who's one and who's two? So draft night, we know who you want. So number one and two overall, or our first first round pick, your, and then our second first round your pick. Your first, your your two wants for the Lions at number two, basically. Top two options. Yeah. So Aiden Hutchinson, the first Lions pick. I'm I'm gonna start. Yes, that's a clear cut favorite. I think we've already kind of easily decided that as a group, right? Is that where you guys? Hutchinson? Is that where you guys stand? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, on no doubt. Yep. Aiden Hutchinson's your number one. Yeah. Well, Who's your number two? If Aiden Hutchinson's gone, Jags pick him. Who do you want? Num- who do you want at number two for the Detroit Lions? You got to pick Thibodeau up, Ryan. No, I yeah, I don't want Thibodeau. I want uh, either. Uh, I'm gonna give you two options. That's You're not fair. Gonna, no, you can't do that. Who is your guy? I, I the hype around Trayvon Walker has like flipped it. me. Oh, really? Yeah. So you, they're they're starting to manipulate your your brain and what your eyes tell you. I'm hearing too many people that I respect just praise this guy out of the world, like just saying him and him and Hutch are are one A and one B, and it's not even close. Really? I have too many people that I've now listened to and seen, and just that I again I respect that say, guys, look at his tape with the lens of uh, this is a Georgia defensive scheme where they'd never ask him to run after the quarterback. I mean, that, that's kind of the mm. biggest argument is he put up Rashawn Gary numbers, right? Not only in the not only in college football, but also at the Combine. Now, you weren't very high on <laughs> Rashawn Gary, so why no. are you high on Trayvon Walker? Uh, Trayvon Walker has the quickness traits that, that Rashawn Gary did not have. Okay. Um, and I think that's the difference. And you see the same thing with Aiden Hutchinson. That's why I'm so high on him. His three-cone was like three, 6.75 or something that wide receiver, elite wide receivers don't even run. So uh, Trayvon Walker is right behind him at six point eight three or something. The guy, the, they're athletic freaks that translate to the field, and uh, and his just ability to chase after a quarterback if a play breaks down is also valuable, and, and that's something that none of these other pass rushers give you. Interesting, John. Who's your number two? I don't know. I mean, we're we're picking names that are pretty popular too, but I'm gonna throw another one out there. Probably Jordan Davis. At two, yeah, I think th- I think between Aiden Hutchinson and Jordan Davis, you're getting two of the just best at their position. Yeah, just prototype NFL players that are ready to start and could probably get on a Pro Bowl team in the next year or two. And as far as impact players, a guy like Jordan Davis, I just kind of want to back this up a little bit because if he is, if you're demanding double teams from the inside, that's one on one guaranteed on the outside. If you put him next to, let's say, Charles Harris, so that's a ripple effect. <sighs> yeah, see ya. Um, if oh man, if they weren't at two, I don't want to draft a cornerback right? that high. But if they if they were at six or seven, Sauce Gardner, yeah, yeah, 
Man, that would that, good, that would good make prospect. that secondary pretty pretty. If pretty if simple. that made Jeff Okuda your number two cornerback, look out. All right, I, so I really I really wanted to put George Karloftis in there too. Just I believe in the guy. I think he's a freaking stud. I hope he falls in the second round or thirty two. Oh my gosh! I, and I don't care if we already drafted an edge rusher. We'll do it again. Go get him. Yeah, he could play on the inside even. Um, for me, it's Thibodeau number one, Hutchinson number two, and I'm okay. It, it's kind of one A one B, and this is probably more just what I'm told more than anything. I think Aiden Hutchinson has more. It's he's the safer pick. And I get if that's what you're doing. You're in the middle of a rebuild. Go safe. But I think Thibodeau can be the prototypical edge guy that, that is very successful in this league. He he reminds me more of the Miles Garrett than anything. And I, I would love to have that type of talent and size and strength. And I'm not saying Aiden Hutchinson's not that because I know that they're very comparable when it comes to that. And I think Aiden might be a little bigger, right? Yeah, Aiden's huge. Aiden's... Six seven, yeah. I just sixty. I don't know. I'm gonna stick with the, 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 like the overall talent because I think one thing that Aiden Hutchinson has compared to everybody else is he was a man amongst boys in the Big Ten in a lot of ways, and I think that 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 can skew some numbers and all that stuff. But then he performed at the combine too, so I don't want to like say that that's the only thing. But he's older. He has that little man amongst boys mentality has that man strength already that I think Thibodeau could kind of develop into yet. And I, I don't know. I think Thibodeau might have that, that I don't give an F about college because you're making me play this game at this point. You know what I mean? Where I'm just going to stick with what people were saying early on. Miles Garrett is 6'4", 272. Aiden Hutchinson is 6'6", 265. That's insane. Some people have 6'7", on there too. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's a he's, massive he's a giant. Big yeah. boys. So I don't know, that, that's where I'm at. Um, so what I wanted to do, real quick, if we can move th- move through this pretty pretty fast, is throw your remote oh. scenario. What can the Lions do? Let's just say in the first round in general, that will just make you throw. I guess the DeHops remote because that's the remote that will be closest to me. I wouldn't do that to the hops though. I want to start this one. Don't All right, do dare. it. What is your throw the remote uh, scenario? If, if you go draft a quarterback. At pick number two, I'm going. I'm gonna freaking lose. Why it. exactly? Is it because of the lack of the talent or other things? All of it because of the lack of talent. Because I don't think we're even ready for for that at this point. We're just maybe we're ready for setting a quarterback up for failure. That might be what we're ready for. Um, and no, we, we should not be investing in a quarterback in this draft. I don't care what people think the prospects look like. Not at number two. If you're going to be doing this in the first round, trade back, collect the assets, then maybe I can start looking at this and say, okay, you know, you, you can look at the yeah the value the trade. Yep, picture exactly. But no, I I mean, if they just go waste a number two pick on a on a quarterback that to me, I just don't see any kind of upside. What do you think about the people that argue this offensive line is going to be so good that you can put anybody back there and? Just put some talent back there. So let's say Malik Willis at two, and we have this great offensive line. We're a run threat. We have a run threat quarterback, a guy that can throw the ball downfield. We have a running game that's going to be successful. We have an offensive line that's going to protect him, do everything right. Why do you not like that? Well, if you look at Malik Willis, he's not the athlete everybody thinks sorry, he is. Sorry, get rid of the Malik Willis tag. Like, no, because that's say, the only guy that anybody would draft to. Let's just say putting a quarterback 
behind a really good elite offensive line, probably top 10. I think it's safe to say the Lions have a top 10 offensive line, one healthy, right? Yeah, they You're should. You're putting a rookie quarterback behind a top 10 offensive line. That's very rare. What do you say to the people that argue that that's a massive benefit and that's why you do it now? Because our team isn't set up to win games yet. We don't even know how to win games. So now we're going to also bring a quarterback into an atmosphere, into a, a locker room that doesn't know how to win yet. Okay. If you if you remember with Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson was the last piece of the of the team when the Seahawks got really good. They had a group of solid performers all around the defense and offense, and then they brought a quarterback in. And I think that it, Tom Brady, same thing. The, the some people yeah. even argued that Tom Brady wasn't even good for his first two years. I was one of those. I was just like, well, his team is carrying him. The defense is carrying him. And then suddenly the offense was good. But you bring quarterbacks in in a in an environment that's ready to win, and and I think good things happen. That that builds confidence in somebody's head. That that like translates throughout the entire team. And I don't think that Lions are in any kind of scenario to bring a young guy in that would also be way too high of a draft pick based on skill level to you know this locker room. I agree. Not right now. And I, and I was asking, trying to be devil's advocate, I completely agree with you. I would be furious if you waste either one of our first-round picks on a quarterback. I, I'm, I don't see it. I don't believe in it. And I, and I agree with you that it's, it's not necessar- necessarily about just the quarterbacks that you're taking, the names and what we've seen of them. It is what this team is becoming. And it sets a rebuild back. And if I was a GM... Last thing I would do is take a quarterback and start my my GM clock. Lions have it made right now. Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are have it made. They have long-term contracts. Why are they starting that clock to say fire me early? You know what I mean? Like no. Yeah. Wait another year, get your guy in that scenario. But John, is that is that kind of yours too or is there something else that would make you throw the hops remote through the TV? In no particular order, if they draft a safety at number two, if they draft an offensive lineman at number two, or if they trade the number two pick, I will throw them a remote. (laughs) Even the trade. You would be mad about a trade? Yes. Why? You got three names right there that are solidified starters in the NFL. You just grab them while you got them. You got a free pick. Thibodeau. Sauce. Yeah, what if they trade down to seven and, and get sauce? Would you throw the remote still? <laughs> we just yeah, talked to you out of his smiling. We talked him out of it. He's well, like, not bad. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I, I just. I agree with the safety too, though. I yep. agree with the safety. Offensive line, I don't really agree with. I'm okay with going off. You want to grab somebody at two? I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. No. You want to throw a remote? Only because there might be value in trading our. Uh, current left tackle not right? only that it's just continue to upgrade like i think if i think you have a top 10 offensive line when healthy add another piece add another person it, i wouldn't hate it i really wouldn't if it was uh <laughs> evan neal that dude's a beast that dude is he might be better than penny sewell and and Iquan, how do you say Iquan? Iquan? Ikem, Iquan. Ikem, Iquanwu or whatever? Yep, you got it. I mean, he's versatile. Icky. He could be our, our guard. He could be our right guard and be an absolute stud for this team. I love the versatility in that. Now, do I would I rather go edge, Thibodeau or Hutchinson? Yes. But I wouldn't I wouldn't throw the remote because I'd... I'd smile a little bit because I think we would just go from a top 10 to easily top five when healthy. 
And what can DeAndre Swift do? What is it, what else are you gonna do in the draft? Let's go! Three run shot from Baez. Woohoo! Four three. <laughs> he finally got it. Well done. Hit the All top against of the wall Correa earlier. too. Not that that matters. They don't care about that. Yeah, they don't care. We do, but not really we, but. But you do. People. <laughs> I don't. Let's go. Anyways. All right. Where are we at? I don't know. All right. Cel- a celebra- celebratory chug your beer moment. If this happens <laughs> in the first round for the Lions, what do you? What, what is it? Lay it out. How about... And I'm going to hold you accountable. If this happens, you're going to down your beer during the live stream. Maybe <laughs> through a boot. I don't know. We'll see. How about if uh, a guy like Jordan Davis falls all the way to the end of the first to 32? round? To 32? I like that. I, I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible, but it's possible. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if that happened? That I mean, would be amazing. Honestly, for from a Lions perspective, I, I think in their draft room... Him falling was like, um, who was the first one that we took in the second round? The first defensive interior defense lineman was it in Wuzurike or yeah Levi? Yeah, that's probably the way that they kind of envision it, right? When they saw him there, they were like, he fell. Yeah, we're taking him. That that's probably that outside of the the national perspective of what we know, you know what I mean? Of yeah. of what people think of Jordan Davis, that, I think that's a good one. Mike or John, do you have one? Mike, if you have one too, I'm I'm, I'm I don't mean to leave you out. <laughs> I just I mean, this no. is lions and kind of digging in. You guys do your thing. I'm just listening. <laughs> chug, do you have a chug, a chug beer. your beer, chug your beer moment that you're All just right. pumped? If, if they get Hutchinson at two, Drake London at thirty two, and Dax Hill at thirty four, I will chug three beers. Okay. For getting all three <laughs> picks with my favorite. Hutch at two. That's actually doable, too. <laughs> Hutch at two. Who, what was? London at 32. Yeah. London at 32. He won't That's fall that, that He's not going to fall, but. He might. Is, if people see what I see, he might fall. And then who? Dax Hill at 34. Dax Hill at 34. All right. That'll have to be next week, Tuesday's episode at. I'll put the five, John. Strength. I feel like it's a pie in the face thing going on here. Two chugging, more. <laughs> chugging a beer. Two more and he got a parlay there. <laughs> oh, yeah, parlay. Wednesday Here we parlay. Go. Thursday <laughs> parlay. We can do it before the draft. <laughs> exactly. Sam. Oh, man. I. For me, it's find a way to trade down from two. Continue to gain a- assets. I think that's really important. Um, I don't know what I want the return to be, but still get like a Thibodeau with your, with your pick after trading down. And then add another either first round pick next year or a second or a third first round pick this year. Find a way to trade down and get true um, lottery tickets. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just yeah, add yeah. more. Go get more first rounders. Yeah, yeah. And and I hate saying that because obviously we're going to name our beer after whoever the Lions select that too. Um, but I I, almost, I would love to not have to pick at two. I almost said trading either up. Or trading down from what 32. What do you think about trading up from 32? I, I It means to like me that they're getting their guy. Like using 32 and 34 okay, at... Okay, yeah. Trade up, get uh, Drake London. Drake London. And then so with 32... Well, we, we'd have to give up 34 to get... With 32? Doubt it. You could do it with, with third rounder probably. You think so? Yeah, probably. 
Anyway, return. Somehow again. Micah, from the outside perspective, what do, what do you think? Like, what Other than was, the fact that we're nuts what is, thinking the Lions can find a way to m- build an organization. No, but, but what do you think they see out of this pool of players? Like, what is the best case scenario? Hutchinson, Ojabo, Dax Hill. <laughs> from an outsider's perspective, I'm sorry. we got to get our Michigan shots in. Man. Jared's chatting. He's probably talking about the Spartans to somebody. But not us. This we're not going to read those. This is the second that we take. Jalen Naylor. Yes, that guy. Kenneth Walker. Although I think it would never happen, it would be wild if the Lions picked up Hutchinson and Ajabo to just see that tandem go 45 minutes down the road to Ford Field would be wild. Really would be. Um, best case scenario, obviously trade down. I mean, that. Is, is that, I mean, that's just that's I think obvious. that's best case. I, I, I really think so, too. From from pretty much any of the, the draft slots. Because well, it, it means you're, I you're mean, collecting. Yeah, from, from two. I mean, if you can trade down and still get, like, you know, another top ten pick and get your guy or a your guy, then great. Yeah. And you, and you add, yeah, like Sam said, if you add yeah, another first rounder to this year or a second rounder and then a first rounder next year or however you want to play that. I mean, that that's clearly best case scenario. But, you know, all in all, you know, I keep hearing that um, it's very hard to trade down this year. It was always hard to trade down previous years. That's what she and, said. Yeah, exactly. But honestly, I wouldn't even be upset if I were a Lions fan if you used your draft stock and you picked your guys that you need right now, you you do you do need players. You need we, a we're lot. just you need talking high about end that. Talent. And and I I do get acquiring those lottery tickets to a certain extent, but then you also have to start thinking ahead in the next couple of years, like how how are we gonna build this? I mean you do need to start getting that top tier talent in that first round when it's been given to you. Yes, uh, you do. At some point, yep. you have to start using what you've been, what you've earned, or what you've been given, however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. So, which is why, if you can trade down but still stay in the top ten, that that's just an obvious win, right, for the team. I think it would be awesome to trade down from two, and then trade up from thirty-two, and really get, let's say, two players that that Brad Holmes thinks are top ten. Inside the top 20. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I want to see. And, I mean, we don't need to get into, like, it's just we have to trust our GM to evaluate his talent. And I think that's what we saw last year with Muzurike when they were just like, hey, we're going to go DL or interior defensive lineman. It's not a need, but this guy we had a lot higher than what we're getting him for. Yeah. we're going to take it. Yep. Because we're in the middle of rebuild. Let's just continue to add talent and People that we really like, and I don't want to get into the knee biting people we like types thing. That's not that. Just people you like that you think are the elite talent inside this draft. If you can add two players that you think are truly elite, top fifteen players in this draft, that's where I think it's a true win for the Detroit Lions. But but to be frank with you, I think it's more likely that either the Lions or other teams actually trade up rather than trade down. Yeah, I mean, maybe like it, you know, your picks eleven through fifteen. Maybe they find a way to trade down another like five or six spots. But other than that, I think you take you know, say a thirty-two or your thirty-four pick and combine that with something else. If you see a guy that you absolutely 
have to have mid-round, first round, then go get them. Go get them. And you have the assets to do it. You have the multiple picks. You have the yeah. two first-round picks. You have the early second-round pick. Go up and get who you want if he's sitting there. That's what I want to see. Be aggressive. And I might be pissed when it happens because I feel like you just turned two picks into one player. But if that's who you have to be, if that's who you want, I have to believe in it. And that if I don't believe in the GM and, and Dan Campbell of what their vision is for this team, then that's a me problem more than anything. And you, you know should what I mean? bite your own then you should Then you should get rid of them and bring in somebody that I do trust because I trusted Bob Quinn. And look at how, how that turned out. I'm sitting here with you guys. Your soul's yeah, crushed. This is different, though. <laughs> this is different. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is State of My Sports. I really wanted to bring up this this way too early mock draft that I found, but it didn't really fit into the conversation. Yeah. So well, it just, still doesn't, except that, you know. I just brought it up. Yeah, you brought it up. So I'm, and I, I just feel like it's too funny, it's, right? It's worth bringing up. Like everybody that wants to talk about next year, yeah, and next year's quarterback class and everything else. And I think they're a lot better than this year's quarterback class. But going into this year, you have, I mean, you have names like Spencer Rattler near the top, <laughs> JT, JT Daniels Dan- projected the, number two to the Lions. Yeah. Like, so this was crazy. from NBC Sports. It was May 3rd, 2021. It was by somebody called Glenn Morgan, if that's a real person. He had Sam Howell 1, JT Daniels 2, who's obviously not even in the draft. Sam Howell is currently ranked 34th. DeMarvin Leal is at 3. He's currently ranked 76th. Then you get into Derek Stingley, who's at 4. I mean, it, it's just really funny to see a lot of – so how many? 1, 2, 3, 4 – Five, six players in this way too early draft, maybe even seven if I, I probably counted wrong, aren't even in this, even in the draft. Yeah, that people were talking about. Well, like Josh Job is is like in the first round, cornerback out of Alabama. Alabama, and yeah. now people are talking about him in the third, fourth, fifth round. Exactly, like, Isaiah Spiller. Uh, they had him at fourteen going to the Cardinals. Now he's a hundred and fiftieth ranked yeah, player he's like in his draft. Seventh Oof. rated running back. It's just it's just crazy how quickly things change. And I think that's was why I wanted to bring it up was don't look at next year's draft and say, Let's not draft this because of next year. Yeah, this that's guy. kind of the, the, the argument here. Um it was just it was just really funny to to look at. Um but didn't really fit organically. But I did want to talk about the big board rankings uh, that Trevor Sikama had it, from Pro Football Focus. You, you shot this yeah. to me. Yeah. I, I put it on here, and I wanted to like see what you guys – just real quick overall thought, and then we're going to quickly jump into some overall draft questions. John, I think you have that hat handy with the questions, right? I'm shaking them up right now. Those are the, the mock drafts. Mock draft. That's the mock draft hat. <laughs> Anyways. What are we doing? Putting our mock draft hats on? No, not yet. Not oh. yet. We got um, rankings, and then we're going to go through <coughs> quick questions, and then we'll we'll move on to mock draft. Yeah. Are we sitting right on time or no? Doesn't matter. We passed. No. <laughs> I don't care. This is <laughs> mock draft week. Yeah, but bay. This is draft week. We got to just take are we it. Are we doing a full live show on Thursday, like through the whole first round? Whole first round. I can't, like, just get up and hang out with people? Yes, if you I'm can. In, if, if I'm inviting people, I can't hang out with them? Yes, you can. We're going to have it going, and someone will be there at all times kind of just talking. Okay. Maybe a couple people. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll talk about this all. All right, yeah, yeah, let's do that. I, we got to discuss the, the format of what this is going to be. You should ask him if he invited people. Did you invite people? To hang out with. Well, I'm deciding 
if who, I'm going to invite people based on, <laughs> yeah, your answer later. So, I, I mean, as a CEO, yeah, so my, I figured you'd relay right, this we'll, information. We'll, we'll talk about that after <laughs> after the podcast because John's really pissed about let's do it. the time that we're on right now. We're good. Just got to hurry. Yeah, let's just All keep right. going. I got to work in the morning. You guys want to skip the rankings, just get into questions? Let's go questions. Right that, let's Micah? do it. Let's all do right. it. We ta- we've talked about all these guys. John, you got the, the questions hat. Yeah, first one coming out of the hat. Uh, where will Kenneth Walker third be drafted? You guys want music for this or no? Talking rounder team. Roundish, pickish. Roundish, players ish. Teamish. I, I, I think don't. It, I'm think, thinking second round. I don't think running backs are valuable anymore. Not and I think we've had that conversation. Yeah. Not that I think Kenneth Walker deserves to fall. I also think a lot of teams will be higher on a couple other guys. I think he could be the third running back off the board late second round. That's kind of what I see. Yeah, I don't know what team it, it's going to fit, but it feels like that's what it's playing out to be. He's yeah. not going in the first round. It'd be very surprising if a running back goes first round. Any of them. Yeah, it would be surprising. And. I think it's safe to say he might be the third running back off the board. And it, yet this is a good two, running back two, class, in my opinion. It is, I mean, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of good prospects here, but I agree. Late second round, early, th- early third. Maybe. Yeah. Next question. Question number two. What will slash should the Panthers do to address quarterback position? Draft, Baker Mayfield, or Jimmy G? Mm. As options. So, <sighs> my gut tells me they're going to draft. And they're at six, I believe. Six or seven, probably six. Do you think they go that high with with a? Yeah, it's hard to know. They're in a great trade down position. Like you would think that they should trade down, but I don't think they'll be able to. Does it feel like a Forty Niners kind of type mentality that they're going to trade up just so they get their guy, even though it might not be their guy tomorrow, their guy for the following year? No, because nobody ahead of them is going to take a quarterback. That's true. Un- unless they're trying to make sure nobody trades ahead of them. And they they did they send Mar- Mariota? Is that where Mariota? No, went? he went no, to he the went to Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta. Sorry, they still have uh, Sam Darnold in okay. Carolina. So they're not they're not in that big of a need. I don't know. That that's a really interesting question. I think they are. I, I think they're I probably the team that is in most need. Yeah, of they're in a huge draft. need. Huge need. Definitely in the top ten. They're, they've given up on Darnold. Okay, well, is Mayfield an upgrade from Darnold? I think they would. I think they would consider that yes, huge. Is, I would too. Is Jimmy G an upgrade? Yeah, easy. I think both of them are. I w- I would go that route. I mean, if I was one them, I, th- I think they'll probably players. draft. I do. I feel like Carolina's that team, but like they they should have pulled the trigger by now if they if they it were going to do like something it. else. I don't. So. I don't think they'll draft a quarterback. Matt Rule's in his last year of his contract, and he's looking for an extension. I think, if anything, he'll bring in a veteran to compete with Sam Darnold. And try to put something together if, like if a, they, a, if a they positive dra- season? Yeah, if they draft a, a rookie quarterback and throw him right in right away, that might you know give him like a, a reason to like sign another extension. Because, look, I, I played a, with a rookie quarterback all year. But I don't think Carolina's that, that patient right now, especially with New Orleans and Atlanta where they're at. They got to compete. Yeah, I, I, the Panthers are a very interesting team in this draft. Uh, yeah, I think trading up if they're going to draft one. I don't see them waiting till six to to pick. I don't see them taking that risk. If there's a guy that they love, I think they'll move up to get him. Now, where does that end up? I I don't know because I agree. There's nobody that wants to pick one in, ahead of them necessarily. 
Texans could, but nobody really but, believes it. Yeah, but then also, will somebody else move up? You know, there's a lot of ammo in this draft that people could move up if they want to, and that's where I think it's it's just going to be really interesting. I don't think they. I don't know. I don't see them working with with a Mayfield or a, a Jimmy G personally. But next question. Question three: Over under five point five wide receivers drafted in the first round. Go. All right. So you got London, Wilson, Olave, Jameson Burks, Williams, Williams. Yeah, I'm going over. Christian Watson. Christian Watson. You think all six of those guys get drafted first I, round? They definitely could. Yeah, I'm, I'm going over. I'm going to push 5.5 because Jamison Williams has got a bad knee. He's only half I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. No. can't say I, number one on my list is a half wide receiver. I'm going to go with the under. He's only got one good leg. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to go with the under because I think the league is watching what all these wide receivers are doing, the demanding trades, prima donnas, all of these this movement, and they're going to look at it and be like, you guys are the new running backs. We're going to devalue your position, and you guys are going to regret this. Oh, you think so? Well, I'm second highest paid position. Uh, yeah. I think, and, I don't, and I don't think that the league likes that. It's kind of really twofold, though, because a lot of the guys that are, are making a splash and changing the NFL are the ones that are waiting for their next deal. You know, Tyreek Hill and um, drawing a blank. Micah, help me out. Devontae? Devontae. Devontae. You know, these guys, they all got a bunch of money because they're working off their rookie contract. So I think teams might actually want to draft wide receivers now and utilize them while they're young before yeah. giving them the second yeah, contract. But that, it's, a, that, it's a good dr- wide receiver draft. That's exactly what they did before they completely devalued the running back position. I'm just going to go with the push. <laughs> you can't push a half. Smart. I just, I just Makes wanna, sense. I just want to buy my beer with my money and not have to gamble. <laughs> all right, next question. Next question. Okay, back to Baker Mayfield. Will he be traded on draft night? No. Nope. No. I don't. <sighs> yeah, I hope we're all wrong. <laughs> I kind of want him to. I want Cleveland to try try to like make a make a splash in in like the just the grand scheme of things, you know? I wouldn't mind it happening. On draft night? I think yes. they're going to trade him on draft night. On draft night? That's, I do. That's a big commitment just to be like, I, I guess there's got to be stuff in the works leading up to it. Yeah, I think there is. That's the only way that that's the only way that could happen. I don't know. What like do you the, mean, Steelers, the Steelers or something could be like, yeah, we're going to trade. Well, for... I just think it's such a big package that would end up being included in something like that because it, it can't be the only asset involved. They have to have some other like package of players or picks or it's you know, be something picks. else. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's gonna happen. I do. Next question, Mike. Did you did you, you said no? Correct. No. Next question. No. Top, top ten prospect you don't buy into. Thibodeau. You don't yeah. buy into Thibodeau, really? I mean, that's that's the hot story right now. I know uh, Thibodeau's getting a bad rep, and it's not just because of his attitude. A lot of people are talking about his play not being up to uh, top 10 standards. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Drake London. I, I just don't think he has the athletic ability to separate himself and be that valuable uh, yeah. as a top 10 pick. And, I, and I'm not saying he's on he's everybody's top 10 top board. 10, he's kind of the second wide receiver. Right? Yeah, yeah. One or two, actually. Kind of lot, what for a lot saying. of people, yeah. yeah. And, and for – 
others, I think he's probably eight or nine. So so he should fall to 32 is what you're saying. And I think he should fall. If he falls to fourth round, I think we should scoop him up. Well, one, one player that just stands out to me is Derek Stingley Jr. Very, very good one year and just kind of fell off last year. I don't know if that, I don't know if that was – just the product, and I, I kind of brought that up last week when, it, when we were talking about LSU players. Like, they're the most interesting players to me because very high end talent coming out of high school and like very highly rated. And then it was it just a bad team and they looked bad. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm having a hard time. Stingley Jr., I think, is fits that. I, I don't know what to do with him. A lot of people have him as like one of the highest ranked players in this draft. Yeah. I, I'm just going to have to believe him. But that's the one that I'm just like, I don't know. I, I, he, I just don't know. I don't he know fits, He fits the NFL model so perfectly as Does a cornerback. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, in, in his production as a freshman against yeah. elite wide receivers was just insane. And then he hasn't had the same production. He's been injured. It, the question marks are just crazy. Like, he could he could theoretically just go pull like a Jeffrey could. I guess everybody could. But he could be a, a nobody in the league long term. And that's just scary, you know, when you're trying to – Draft that high of a injuries need. played a lot with Okuda. Yeah, for sure. And, but Stingley, he's already got the injury. Does you know, he? Yeah. All right. What about you, Micah? I really don't buy into Trayvon Walker, honestly. That's a really interesting one too, because like if you look at early round or early mock drafts, like he was like forty two, blah blah blah, and then all of a sudden number one traffic. Uh, <laughs> it's a, know, it's it's so a really hard weird. for me to believe that someone shoots up completely out of left field up to top three, maybe number top one. I I, yeah. I I I don't get it. I don't see it. On a line with but, the top two interior defensive right? linemen as well. Yeah, Wyatt and, and uh Davis. Yeah, it's really that one's that's a really good one. And it, it, he moved up forty one spots basically, let's just say, if you're using cer- certain drip mock drafts without playing it down to football. That's it, that's Cor- where it's correlates like, yeah. correlates with the people that are uh, taking a look at tape and and yeah yeah and keeping an eye on things too yeah it reminds me of election results overnight <laughs> just big changes next question <laughs> all right which local guy do you like the most outside of Aiden Hutchinson so local being like central and western and all that stuff right I mean I Grand Michigan State. Michigan State Sky Moore is a fun one. Sky Moore is interesting. Now, what, what's that line? That lineman's name? The Raymond Ramon? Yeah, oh, from Central. Yeah, Raymond. Very highly rated. Great measurables. Yeah. Raymond. Like, Raymond. O- almost like what was that? That that Fish, Fisher was that the guy that went number one overall? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he kind of Eric has Fisher. that feel. He's obviously not going to go number one, but nobody talked about him, and nobody talked about him. Then it's like they actually looked at him, they saw him at the combine, and they're like. Yeah, he could be a first round talent. He he it is feels a great, like, like that's he is where a it's great athlete on yeah. the line. So he you're not gonna just run around him. He he can move his feet. He's interesting to me. Yeah. And and outside of being like just Lions focus, that's a guy that's like he could be brought in as a tight end and then and then moved to tackle. Is that what he was? Yeah, he was a tight Similar end to, for two um, years. Uh Kyle, my coworker's gonna be pissed that I can't pull his I name from Rockford. No, went well, to here? the uh, 49ers. Staley, Joe Staley. He was yeah, a tight end. He was a tight end, and then uh, Brian Kelly actually moved him to tackle. Dang. Yeah. All right. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah. Good for him. 
Oh. <laughs> All right, I'll pick. Do you guys not, have one? Or? Yeah, no, I mean. Do we want to keep going? Yeah, I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker the third. I think I think he's going to be a legitimate NFL running back. And I guess you can call him local, even though he came here on the transfer portal. So he wasn't really here that long. He's, a, he's an interesting one. <laughs> I feel like with running backs, it's all about who takes you and how it fits. Because he could go to, let's say this, and this is probably a bad example, let's say the Ravens and have an absolutely great season, right? Or he could go to the Giants behind Saquon Barkley and be like, all right, yeah, he's not going to get a whole lot of touches. You know what I mean? And it's just like very small production. Or a lot. You, you, know, what I, well, you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to use an example. But. I was going to mention Dallas behind Zeke. And well, they already and, have and their, their number two. End of Zeke's contract. Bye-bye. Yeah. He makes the most out of anybody in this draft. Kenneth Walker makes the most out of nothing with his runs. Yeah. So there is a huge upside there, and and there's value. When people don't do their jobs and yet you still break one, mm-hmm. he did that over and over and over at State. He's, he's legit. He's going to go to Buffalo. I was thinking the he's same gonna go thing. He's going to go to Buffalo. Buffalo in could, the second round? Man, that would be such a luxury Late pick for round? them. Yeah. Or trade up even for him. I have a bet that he's going to fall past mid-second round. Just a lunch bet. Nothing big. Nice. Bruce Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I swear I was going to ask right. you. Uh, how, many more, how many more you want me to pull out of this hat? Let's just do one more, or maybe two. You tell me. One more. <laughs> will, will the Packers two trade more. up for their favorite wide receiver with pick 22 and 28? No. Are you nuts? That's Absolutely not what they do. Not. No. Yeah. That'll never happen. They just trade up for quarterbacks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love when they do. <laughs> no, they they won't. They won't. I do that. I don't know, man. They I could, think they might. They could take two legit wide receivers at those draft slots. I yeah. hope they take Jahan Dotson. I will laugh so hard. Man, people are talking about that <laughs> every aren't they? time. It's Everybody's, like Jahan Dotson. Yeah, it seems like. But and I'm like, why? <laughs> I mean, I like Jahan Dotson, but at I like 22, him in the third round. What, yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> Even second round, but not the first. Yeah. I hope they trade up. Dude's five eight. I hope they trade up for their wide receiver, and I hope they give up the asset that they gain for Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. Just, I hope they do it, and I'm going to say that they're going to be a to fun do draft. It. it is going to be fun, or it could be really boring. Either way, yeah. tune in live stream. Watch Thursday. party. Hey, let's throw it up there. <laughs> we'll one talk more to you time. Thursday. Watch for party for sure. If not sooner, <laughs> this Thursday. <laughs> All right, I th- I'm thinking about inviting people. Yeah, I mean it's going to be fun. We're gonna have a, a really, really good time. So, the, was that the last of the questions? Do you have any more already, on that hat that you wanted to do? I already put my hat back on. Sorry, Sam. Hat is on. All right, where are we at now? What's that? I'm gonna hit a bumper. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. All righty, this is mock draft territory. What do we do? Are we really doing a mock draft? Mock draft mania. Holy cow. I thought we were ending this thing. <laughs> How are we sitting on time? Huh? Look, the bats. Three we're hours. Two hours. <laughs> we're at 140, maybe. We are still under two hours. <laughs> 158. Let's go. <laughs> 27. <laughs> April XX 2022. Miguel Cabrera, seventh all-time member <laughs> XX. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Does that mean the 20th? 
Was it the 20th? Right. I don't like, know. I don't know. Time to be done. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So this is when we, we John pulls out mock drafts, goes through them real quick, and we tell you guys our opinion of that specific mock draft. Okay. I am not going to read all 34 picks. <laughs> Thank God. But I'm going to highlight a few. <laughs> so this uh, mock draft, I'm going to give his name because, uh, you know, we uh, we don't care about that anymore. Matt Johnson from Sports Not. Sports Not. 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 Is it like Not. K-N? <laughs> Lloyd Not. Not. Oh. <laughs> this is my mock draft. Not. Oh. <laughs> uh, with the first overall pick, the Jags take Trayvon Walker. With the second overall pick, the Lions take... Aiden Hutchinson. Hey, bingo. Right. Uh, a couple other names that come off the board. Kyle Hamilton at six to the Eagles. Evan Neal, five to the Giants. Uh, let's see. Uh, Drake London, 11 to the Washington Commanders. Mm, team. Warriors. Foot Commanders. What are they? Foot Commanders. Uh, George Karloftis goes to the Ravens at 14. Mm, it's a good pick for them. Uh, one that really caught my eye, the Steelers take Desmond Ritter at 20. I believe that's the second quarterback off of the board. Malik Willis went to the Saints at 10. Anyway, we'll drop down to the Lions picks. That's all that really matters. They take Quay Walker at 32 and Jalen Petrie at 34. Who? One word, disappointing. So So Petrie's the the linebacker out of – or sorry, the safety out of Baylor, I believe. Right? Okay. Does that sound right? I'll take your word for it. And then they – all right. Quay Walker at linebacker. I'll give that of – Four out of ten, and it honestly depends on who's available. And we obviously don't have all of that information, but I don't like the, the 32, 34. Yeah, picks. I'll go six point five. Uh, Aiden, it's a big win there. I at like the two, Aiden. so yeah. you got to give okay that some credit. Two. But I agree, the next two underwhelming. Yeah. What's the next one? Rhett Lewis from NFL.com. First overall pick, the Jags take Aiden Hutchinson at number two. The Lions select Trayvon Walker. And another edge rusher comes off the board at three to the Texans, Jermaine Johnson the second. Uh, this is a very wide receiver heavy draft. First round, Garrett Wilson, Drake London. Uh, Kenny Pickett goes number six. Uh, trying to Whoa. just skim through this. Jameson Whoa. Williams goes 15 to the Eagles. Uh, Chris Olave goes 19 to the Saints. Malik Willis, 20 to the Steelers. Uh, and then, you know, down at 32, the Lions draft their backup, maybe starting quarterback of the future, Samuel Howell out of North Carolina. Ryan <laughs> loves it. <laughs> I Okay. If you take a quarterback, it better be <laughs> Sam Howell. That's where I'm at. And I... I've kind of fallen. I don't know. That's just. I know it's not right. Yeah. Because I say don't take a quarterback, and then I'm okay with that. I know, but it'd and be that's fun. That's not fair to anybody. It'd be fun though. I'll take that over the first. One scramble around, run over guys. The third quarterback taken too. He had Ritter going to the Titans at 26, and obviously, uh, yeah, Malik Willis to the Steelers. So Pickett's still on the board then? I don't want Pickett. I don't want Pickett either, but it's weird. Yeah. Just I'm okay with same how. I really. Just if you're gonna take a quarterback, take Sam Howell. Hopefully, it's not. Or or the dude out of uh, Ole Miss, Matt Corral. Yeah, Matt Corral. Imagine being a, a blind Lions fan and all you hear is Pickett with a pick. You know, I, just, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't get on that board. Pickett's pick six. Or, Pickett picks. Or I guess at that point you could pick it. Number yeah, six. You you could be a blind any. Yeah, team I hate fan. it. I hate it so much. I hate the thought of taking a quarterback. 
Oh, it drives me nuts. Well, you guys will love this one. <laughs> From Walter Football. Number oh, one, no. the Jags take Aiden Hutchinson. Number two, the Lions take Trayvon Walker. Kayvon Thibodeau at three to the Texans. Uh, Sauce Gardner, number four. Malik Willis to the Panthers at six. And again, right. a, a lot of wide receivers working our way down to the Lions at 32. Kenny Pickett at 34. Nicobe Dean. Oh, you like, just you just sa- saved Sam's emotions. I like Nicobe Dean at 34. I don't like Kenny Pickett. <laughs> no, Pickett. No, that's just that's disappointing. That is a poor man's Jared Goff. <laughs> Very poor man's Jared Goff. It's not an upgrade from Jared Groff. Nah, not, I don't even know Jared Groff. Groff. Yeah. You ever heard of Jared Groff? I, I don't. I can't. Uh, you're on fire today. <laughs> I'm not sure. Wasn't there a Steffi Groff, like a female Graf. tennis player? Oh, Steffi, no, Steffi no, that I know. Sorry. Steffi, Steffi Groff Graf. was legit. All right, Legend. let's move on. Nobody likes a Chad, but Chad Ryder, Ruder, Ruder, Reader. Ruder. Was that a Roder? Ruder alert. Uh, NFL.com. Ruder. Here we go, guys. This one's going to get the blood boiling. Number one, the Jags take Aiden Hutchinson. Guess what the Lions do at number two? Malik Willis. QB. If you say quarterback, I'm going to throw this. They did pick a quarterback at number two. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. Happens to be our boy, Kenny the Pick, Pick, Pick It. At number two. At number two. This is the worst mock draft of all time. Chad must be an NBA guy, like knows the basketball. If they don't get Wayne Gretzky at 32, I'm done. Uh, (laughs) Sauce, Sauce Gardner at three, Trayvon at four. And we work our way down. This guy's an idiot. Yeah, I don't know. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of names on here that I haven't I feel seen. Like Ruder's rooting against the Lions. He's gonna pull it together at the end, though. I can feel it. A Jordan Davis, maybe. It's gonna be decent at Dort. The Packers at 28 taking Abram Lucas. Never heard of that guy. Uh, right. And then we got the Seahawks at 32 what? taking Sam Howell. So the Lions must have traded for pick 40 and 109. So at pick 34, the Lions select George Karloftis. Okay, I get on board oh, with that. I like that. And then, huge. At, and then at 40, N'Kobe Dean. So you want to get Penny, Penny I Pickett? I like that. Kenny Pickett at two with that? Who, who, who is taking number one? Aiden Hutchinson. Can I change that to Thibodeau and just call that my best draft of all time? Like, I, I would I would love that draft. That is, I'm okay with that one. Two edge guys? Packers did get Chris Olave at 22. And N'Kobe so Dean. Have to nice. trade up for their guy. Dang. Two uh, stud edges and the Kobe. I'm Dean. just not. I'm not up for Pickett. Any, anything with no, Pickett yeah, in there yeah, is I just like, what are we doing? Just, just can't change it. the mock draft. Just, All right, what's just next? Send it. James back. Fragoza, Fragaza, Fragaza, from Pro NFL Network. Number one, the Jags take names. Trayvon Walker. At number two, the Lions select Aiden Hutchinson. All right. Evan Neal, uh, Sauce Gardner are three and four. Kenny Pickett going six to the Panthers. Malik Willis, nine to the Seahawks. Yep, take all the quarterbacks. Steelers, Desmond Ritter at 20. Ooh, Packers, George Pickens. Packers, Devin Wait, Lloyd. Quarter, uh, Green Bay I didn't like take that. another That's quarterback? Nice. Lions Pickens at 32 good. select Sam Howell. And at 34, Chris Olave. Don't hate that. <laughs> I don't hate that at all. I don't hate that collection. Sam Howell's fun to me. I he's the one that I'd be okay with. He's fun. Is it because his name gonna, is Sam? That has a lot to do with it. You're gonna get his, not state of my sports. You're going to get his jersey and not get his last name, just his first just name? Sam. All right, Peter King, NBC Sports. He's a good guy. He knows his thing about Peter football. Yeah. I like Peter King. He's yeah. legit. Like Peter King. Yeah. He's in with Dan Patrick all the time. Knows his stuff. Number one, Jags take Trayvon Walker. Number two, the yep. Lions select Aiden Hutchinson. Like yep. it. 
And then we work our way down, and uh, it looks like the Lions traded their 32nd overall pick to the Atlanta Falcons. The who, Lions, the fa- who did the Falcons take? The Falcons take Matt Corral at 32. <laughs> the Lions get draft pick 43 and a 2023 second-round pick. And two second-rounders. <laughs> I don't hate that. Two second-rounders. So they have two first-rounders, two second-rounders. Who would we take at 43? Or, or he didn't go that far. Doesn't go that far. All right. So okay. really, we just get Hutchinson at two. Add pick 43 this year's draft and a second-round pick in 2023. Two second-rounders. I don't hate it. I don't hate that at all. Yeah, I don't hate that either. I think it's a safe first round. So now you have 34 round. and 40? Definitely safe first round, yeah. We turned we turned our one second-round pick that we got into two seconds. Now you have two first rounds, two second rounds next year. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yep, I'm good with that. Peter King for the win. I like you, Peter. Uh, we got. I hope get Jahan Dotson with that. I hope this is an I and not an L. But Vinny Iyer, I Y E R, Vinny Iyer, Sporting News. Number one, the Jags take Aiden Hutchinson. Number two, bum bum bum, better than bum bum. The Jets trade up Whoa. for the Lions' second overall pick and select Evan Neal. The Lions move back to number five and get pick thirty-six. Whoa. So at five. This is confusing. I should have saved this one for last. <laughs> At five, bam, 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 bam. The trade? S- the Saints move up. Oh, double f- trade back and draft Malik Willis. Now the Lions get draft picks sixteen and forty nine, and 30, something else. Thirty four, thirty six, yeah, thirty six. <laughs> so they traded two for five. And five for 16. So what do the Lions have right now? So they have... 16. 16. 36. 36. 32. 49. 32. And 32. And 34? (laughs) Correct. And 49? Correct. Don't botch it. Yeah, not bad. This is a lot. This is a lot going on here. All right, so the Lions move... Move down from two to five to sixteen. They select Jermaine Johnson the second oh. out of Florida State. They settle. Hey, third, still elite though. Third still. or fourth ranked, yep. right? Yep. Uh, edge rusher. All right. Who, or re- real quick, who, who are the who were picked like a couple after that, so we know who was still on the board that I would rather take? Uh, Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, Devontae Wyatt, Jameson Williams, Trent oh. McDuffie, Drake London. All right. All right. So what happened? Lions pick Jermaine Johnson at 16. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. They just lost mistake. the game. That's the winning run right there. They just lost. Walk off. What in the world? Was that Barnhart? It was Barnhart. Threw or it over Haas. his head. No, it's Haas. Oh, you're right. Haas came in, yeah. Oh. oh. Grossman should have caught it, too. That was the worst sequence of plays that was really bad. Hashtag Detroit versus everybody. <laughs> Detroit versus themselves. I think that was the Angels in the outfield situation. They just, <laughs> the Angels well, just like and Soto short and Soto walked the Dude, the first hit. The I first see, two. First he two. He walked the first two and eight pitches. Okay, so you know, walk the first two. Uh, that, that's not good. And then mess mess up the play. Get a guy to run down. Throw it over his head. That's like uh, it's like Kenwood Hills. JV <laughs> squad type it's, stuff. It's kind of like uh, Vinny Iyer's uh, draft. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, yeah, let's go back in that. They had 16, 32, 34, 36, and 49? Correct. Love that. So, at 16, they picked Jermaine Johnson, right? That's their first pick of the night. All right. Um, 
Bum, 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 da, 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 the Lions move up to 25. Whoa, oh, what? Okay. They traded pick 32 oh. and pick 97, <laughs> which must be a pick that they already had in their pocket. Yeah. The Lions move. For what? 15? 25. 25? At 25, the Lions select Desmond Ritter. Oh, my Why gosh. Why did you do that? It was, this was going so perfectly. <laughs> there was, Everything was going so well. There was so much going on. <laughs> Just like the Tigers game. <laughs> like, oh. Micah, you might like this one, though. Uh, at 22, the Packers select Drake London, and at 28, Jahan Dotson. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Dang. All right. Dang, Desmond Ritter, just go why off and they, ruin why it. Why would they ruin it? So in hindsight, Jermaine Johnson, Desmond Ritter at 16 and 25, respectively. The Lions add picks 36, 49, but gave up 97. And then would still have pick 34, I believe. I'm right with all of it other than taking quarterback. And you don't get the best quarterback out there, and you don't get the best edge rusher anything. out there. You don't get the best anything. So, I don't know. The Bills ended up at 32, and they picked Kyler Gordon. I don't know if that's Kyler Murray's cousin or Ben Gordon's brother. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> because the same name is Kyler. They're a niner in there or a mother. <laughs> How many more we got? We got two more. Right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Chris Trapasso from CBS Sports. With the first overall pick, the Jags select Trayvon Walker. There's a lot less highlight really, on this one, so I, really I think this one will be a little happens. less confusing. Nice. Number two, the Lions select Aiden Hutchinson. It's it's kind of a given at this point. If Trayvon Walker goes one, Lions are selecting Aiden Hutchinson, in my opinion. It looks like uh, the Cardinals moved up to 11 and traded picks 23-33 and 2023 third rounder to somebody else and picked Jermaine Johnson. Let's see what the Packers do here. Kair Elam at 22 and Nicobe <laughs> Dean at 28. Dang. The Lions round out the uh, like the, the, <laughs> the late picks with uh, pick 32, selecting Sam Howell, and pick 34, selecting Jahan Dotson. So yes. Aiden Hutchinson, Sam Howell, and Jahan Dotson. Boo. Ripping it. I see the theme. I see the theme with all this. Is that they just think, uh, let's go to the, the last one. That's good radio. <laughs> I have something to say, but I won't say I'm it. I'm just going to hold it. <laughs> He's going to talk about saying it later. All right, I feel like this has got to be made up, but we're we're working with a Brad Spielberger. No, is that Spielberger? Okay, Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. PFF? Yeah. At number one, the Jags select Trayvon Walker. At number two, the Lions select Aiden Hutchinson. All right. Iquanu and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau round out the top four. Kenny Pickett going to the Panthers at six. Micah, they got Traylon Burks at 22 to the Packers. I like no. that. And Tyler Smith at 28 to the Packers. I don't know who that is. I think that was our old principal's Tulsa like, OC? kid. Tyler Smith. Or, oh, oh, offensive tackle? Mr. Smith's son. <laughs> Mr. Smith's son. <laughs> also known as Listener Smith. I think he's the son. offensive tackle from Tulsa. And it's got a question mark, but the Falcons move up to pick 32 to draft Matt Corral. Doesn't say what the line's return is. I would assume you get so must be something. Mo- moving Second back. Round pick yeah, moving back or, or conditional picks for next year. I really like that one that we just traded back twice. That <laughs> got me a little, you know what? Only to ruin it in the end, though. Only to take a you quarterback. You have to use your value and actually get players out of it. Kind of like this Tigers game. Man, I'm so what what took the wind that? out of our sails. Anyways, I, that's 
know. The theme the theme that I'm seeing is that people yeah, are mock it? drafting the Lions based on positional need, like 100%. They're just saying, oh, these are the positions of needs, and they're not actually like looking into character or what you know they did last year or anything. Yeah. They, they drafted plenty of positions that they didn't necessarily need last year. We talked about it, Lee McNeil's second pick. They yeah. just saw the value in that pick. Yeah. I don't buy it. I don't buy them drafting every single draft spot yeah. no, as, I, as a positional need to fill a gap. Again, they're looking for high-character guys. What do you think about that? I, you think I, that's I a, that's, like it. Do you think that's important? Yeah, 100% I do. Yeah. Hmm. Locker room's a big part of everything. I disagree. Every, I don't want high-character guys. I want winners. I want guys that are going to come in and be true. So a high-character guy is a loser? Yeah, I'm so confused by that statement. Dang. Look, I think there's a lot of non-high-character guys that are performing in the NFL right now. You know now. how to lose a locker room? You just get Give, a whole bunch put, of I know yeah, how to lose a locker room. Put a C on a jersey that doesn't deserve it. Yeah, draft Jadavion Clowney. Oh. See how that does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he wasn't a low-character guy coming out of college. <laughs> I, I don't. I wouldn't think. Yeah, never mind. We, Should we the captain wear number seventy-one or no? Probably not. Hey, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> We're over our two-hour thing now. From the Red Wings to Michigan State, we're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. Hey, Sam, you want to uh, explain Betting Hero? <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> BettingHero.com, promo code MIBETS. What they'll do is they'll lay out all the best promotions available in the sports betting world. You can get FanDuel. You can get DraftKings. You can get Bet MGM, FoxBet. Like, all of them are out there. You can play. Your, so if you sign up for all of them, first of all, you go to State of my sp- or <laughs> BettingHero.com, promo code MIBETS, and then they'll lay them all out there. And then you can sign up for each platform. And then you can play the odds, play the best promos. Promos. I said that really weird. That's the first thing I said weird this <laughs> whole episode. Was that French? Yeah. <laughs> it kind promos. of sounds French, isn't it? Uh, anyways, just do that. <laughs> um, the Wednesday parlays have kind of gotten cold. And I'm probably not going to do this for a couple weeks because you got the NBA, like the first round getting towards the end here, and I don't really care a whole lot about that. And NHL season's kind of winding down. I don't want to bet on any of those games because you never know what's going to happen. Um, once the playoffs kick up, I might start doing the Wednesday parlays again. But instead of doing the Wednesday parlay, I did want to talk about um, some of the – because I lost last week, 2-8 and eight overall. I want to bring that up. So um, you're out of money to bet. I get it. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> if you cash out, that happens, right? <laughs> He's parlaying this into a different topic. Good thing you got all these empty beer cans we can take <laughs> Take back. them back, yeah. <laughs> Put them into my FanDuel account so I can keep this thing rolling. Anyways, You're I did want to talk here. about some of the um, – yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Some of the NFL draft odds uh, and share some that I like. Uh, some of the odds that I'm seeing is, is first overall, and I think this kind of comes into the into play um, with when it comes to the lines. Is first overall, Trayvon Walker – um, between Sunday night into Monday morning, the the odds completely switched. Trayvon Walker is now a heavy favorite at minus two hundred. Aiden Hutchinson at plus two fifty. Ikim, Ikim Ikwanu. I cannot pronounce that. I Ikim will I'll learn it Ikwanu. if I have to. Ikwanu. Um, at plus four hundred and Malik Willis at five thousand. So one thing to keep in mind when these with these odds is it's first overall. It's not necessarily the fact that Jags will take X player. It is the first pick overall. 
Um, I think what's going on, and this is just my opinion, is I think this is a smokescreen. I think they're going to stick with Aiden Hutchinson if they're stuck in that position. I think they're trying to do everything they can to make this trade up more enticing for a team um, by saying, well, hey, we're not interested in Aiden Hutchinson. Come up and get him or come up and get your quarterback and we're going to be okay. We don't need a, a whole lot, especially when it comes to like the Panthers type thing. Um, I don't buy the 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 Trayvon Walker thing. I don't. I think it's a smokescreen. I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to go number one overall. I would put my money on that personally. I'm not going to because usually when Vegas has their odds set, it makes a whole lot of sense. But I don't know. It's just it, it feels it feels different to me this year because I think this time last year when we were talking about the draft, it was like minus six hundred or eight hundred or something like that for. Um, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence, and also like the the second overall pick this time last year was was Zach Wilson like minus five hundred. It was obvious what was going on with number one, number two at only minus two hundred. That just screams smokescreen, not legit. I think more will come out before the draft, and the odds will probably flip. And I think Aiden's going to end up going number one to the Jags. Um, second overall pick, you got Aiden at minus two hundred, Thibodeau at plus two fifty. If Aiden's gone, I really think they're going to go with Thibodeau. Lions, if they stay at number two. I, I think they like him more than Walker because they want that high-end talent. Um, the odds for the Saints to select Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis is minus 115. Nothing that I really like. I just thought it was interesting to bring up, if that's all right with you guys. Yeah, you can keep talking. <laughs> yep. um, another interesting bet here is Kenny Pickett. Uh Panthers plus 175, Saints plus 200, Steelers plus 350, Seahawks plus 1200, and Lions plus 2000. Um, yes, Steelers. The Kenny, <laughs> the Kenny Pickett thing's interesting to me because everybody, like, I mean, when you, when you, especially when you move down to the next one that I have here, is is the the Steelers to select Willis is at plus 150. Those are better odds. It just screams like every somebody knows that the Steelers love Malik Willis. Will he fall to them, or will they trade up for him, I think is the biggest question. Again, I wouldn't put money on... I, I don't really like doing these, putting money on these bets, but it's just odds, so we'll talk about it. Yeah, I would never do you. that. I would never do that with one team on one player in the middle of the first round. No. Yeah. Uh, and then the the last one that I wanted to bring up that I thought was interesting is over under six and a half Big Ten players drafted in the first round. Over is minus 138. Under is plus 104. So I was trying to come up with the, the names that would be drafted in the over. first round for the Big Ten. So you obviously you got Hutch, you think right? It's over? I don't know. I haven't thought So you about got it. Hutch. You got Olave. <coughs> right? Wilson. 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 Carloftis. Potential, for sure. This one's interesting. I feel like the under is the bet here, but I wanted to write it down and That's do this with you. So you got Hutch, Olave, Wilson, Carloftis. Now, do you get into Ojabo? There's potential for Ojabo. Oh, yeah. There's potential for Dax Hill. Dax. Hill's going first round. Kenneth Walker. I think no. the Bills grab him at 25. I really do. You really do? They need a running back. That's the only thing they're missing. They got a stout defense. You don't they think they take the Brees Hall in. over him, though? They actually no. have they no, have. there. They actually have a, a better than a better running back core than people think, but I don't know. Based on yards per carry and all who that. Do they all right. ha- who do they have? Singletary still? Yeah, Singletary. So the, t- the top five, there's going to be five, right? Hutch, Olave, Wilson, Karloftis, Hill. 
I think that's fair to say, right? So to get to over six and a half, who are the the names? It's got to be a Jabo, right? What about that guy out of Iowa? Oh yeah, Linderbaum. Offensive lineman. Center. Yeah, Linderbaum. Center, is that his name? Like that. Boy yeah, Mafe. Boy Mafe out of uh, Minnesota. Minnesota could go jump in the first. So you got Linderbaum. I think is guaranteed first round, right? Yeah, he he's guaranteed absolutely. So that's six. So over six and a half might be your best bet. And I know it's only minus one thirty eight, but if you're gonna bet on one of these, I think that hmm. might be the way to go. Yeah, yeah. So I like that one. That's fun. I thought it was interesting. I bet on that. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Saying it was fun. One of my topics were fun today. That's good. Just so tight. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. All right. This is when we're supposed to get into our beer grades. <laughs> Micah, what are we drinking tonight? <laughs> All right. Brown bag. Oh. <laughs> uh, yep, we're drinking brown bag. Oh, I just spilled it. Oh no, I can smell no, it's already. Gonna smell so bad. <laughs> All right, we got a beer that went sour from Watermark Brewing Company. We're drinking brown bag special, and this is it, bad. It's better than it's the, better. The beer is better than what this we is. Had. Th- something is seriously wrong with all four of these beers that we were tried to drink tonight. Um, I did leave one closed, so I'm going to prove that to Sicilianos and see what they do. And I might have a story for you guys next week. Yeah, perfect. If not sooner. To see how. <laughs> Maybe Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, no, but <laughs> I mean, I feel it. bad. I feel bad because I, I think, if I remember correctly, this was a pretty good beer. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's disappointing that it didn't hold its. Hey, it's real life. We're it's not, well. We're and, not faking and, it. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm going to give this a 100% of zero because this is undrinkable. And I honestly, I spilled it and now I can't. Like I'm, I want this podcast to end for the first time today. It's NR. It smells not rateable. It smells terrible. <laughs> it's awful. I, <laughs> does anybody disagree? It's awful. A total fluke. I yeah. feel really bad because I think Watermark usually it's puts un, out really it's good undrinkable. beer. It's undrinkable. It's undrinkable. It is. Yeah. And so we're gonna get to the bottom of it, and hopefully we have a good. We're gonna uh, get to the bottom of the. Me. We're gonna get to the bottom of this brown bag. We're definitely not get, gonna yeah, get to the bottom of this beer because we cannot. No, this is the type of brown bag that you just cut, <laughs> you know, eye holes, and then and then don't let anybody. I don't see even you. think like the people you see on the side of the road drinking out of a brown bag would drink this. No, no, you cut a hole in a bag <laughs> on your way out with it, and then just, it just <laughs> oh my god falls out, I and it's like for the best. One time I was uh, when I was coaching uh, travel hockey with Trav. We we went to the beer store. I think this was in uh coaching your children, folks. South no, Bend. it wasn't. It was, yeah. Uh we were in South Bend. I, th- I think it was <laughs> South Bend. It might have been East Side, doesn't matter. But we bought this bottle of tattoo uh captain, uh, another couple bottles and I'm walking in with this thing in a brown bag and it I drop it. Oh, I don't remember what no. happened. Maybe Trav nutted me. I don't know. He might have just t- gave me one of those nut taps. I don't know. Whoa. But I dropped it. <laughs> Next thing you know, Wrong term. the bottle the of tattoo the bottle of tattoo broke open and is just c- filling this brown bag and it's starting to leak through. So I'm literally like I'm I go and grab like you know how like holiday inns have like the plastic bag or like plastic cups for like coffee or water? Okay. I'm getting all of these cups and I'm trying to pour this tattoo liquor into all these kids are looking at me like, oh gosh, this is gonna be rough. <laughs> Trav's like, Sam, you're embarrassing yourself. I'm like, yeah, I know, but <laughs> you shouldn't have done that to me. <laughs> so I don't know why. I was just thinking of a brown bag and 
and not, alcohol inside and, so. not, and not tapping in the love nap <laughs> gosh all right ryan what was my grade for this episode actually no let's just cut his mic <laughs> we, don't oh, we already went through the bad comments i think we should make that our flight topic before thursday's <laughs> yeah draft. let's do that oh, sam yeah. do in episode one three of us absolutely <laughs> we'll collectively come up with our scores <laughs> We could do that and just. That means uh, you guys have minutes. to listen, if, though, too. If anyone's mic needs to be cut, it's the guy to my left. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm on the. All, I, I still love him. <laughs> He's I'm on, great. I'm on the all cam, so we got that. <laughs> we got that figured out. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Cue yeah, so we're not grading oh. beers tonight. <laughs> is basically where we're at. No. Yeah, we did zero. That was episode one fifty four, and it was a rough one, but it was fun. Had fun. Yes, have fun. Good time. Eventually, yeah. these episode numbers are going to catch up to how much time <laughs> we're going. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for recording. We'll talk to you Thursday, if not sooner. You've been Peace. listening to State of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions to the Tigers to the Pistons to Michigan and Michigan State and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.